0: Five
1: seconds
2: Free Talk Live, 855-453 It's is Sakehold Toll Free Call in Line, 855-450-3733 It's the live Tuesday night edition of Free Talk Live, and it's Mark with you and Derek J and a demo. Yeah, and if you're used to hearing Ian introducing the program, yes, he is not on the microphone this evening. Apparently, he doesn't have the life skills to uh, you know show up to work on time. It's like
0: every Tuesday that I'm on, he, he decides to take off to save the children. So <laughs> that's right. He's he's out saving the kids. He's off at the the school some school board meeting trying to save you know, the make children, the, make the world a better place, We're or something the like kids. that.
2: But. We do have something very special for you. If you listen to Free Talk Live, you know that we don't do interviews very often. There are very few people over at the, on the guest page, guest.freetalklive.com. But Ian uh, thought that this would be a good interview, and I certainly did, too. I presented it to him. So um, it is Stephen J.J. Weissman. Stephen, are you there?
3: I certainly am.
2: Now, you're, uh, you're a good friend of ours, uh, a good friend of a good friend of ours, Michael Harrison.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the legal editor for Talkers and a uh, longtime friend of Mike's.
2: And when, I, when, when you and I were having a conversation, you mentioned a website that you have called com. Can you describe that to us?
3: Yeah. Scamicide is a uh, it's a website that provides the latest information about scams and identity theft schemes. So it's got a list of just about everything you can think of as far as the different types of scams there are. But then what makes it unique is every day there is, a, is highlighted a new scam of the day. And generally we're about a, a week or so ahead of uh, much of the media in catching up with these. So it's a, it's a good warning place and sounding board for uh, people to find out, uh, are they being scammed? Is this something uh, they have to be concerned about on there? or just in their lives, so it's a uh, it's a fun website.
2: Yeah, when I uh, saw the same scam aside website, I thought this is something my listeners need to know about. And so every day, is it every single day that you uh, you know, have a, sort of a scam of the day?
3: Yeah. Um. Is yep. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Today is uh, an interesting one. There are a lot of people uh, who you know getting caught up with investment scams, and uh, this one uh, particularly hits home because. I had a son who uh, was in the uh, in the service in Iraq, and he called me one day and he said, "Oh, I've got this guy here who is uh, got a great deal investing in the Iraqi dinar." Yes, and, I've heard uh, of this. Oh yeah, and when the you know when the economy turns around, it is going to be fantastic. Now the this is a, a very typical scam in the sense that there's often just a kernel of truth if you want to believe, and so. Certainly, people do trade in currencies. It's a high-risk type of investment, but it can be done legitimately. However, the Iraqi dinar is not sold by any registered uh, broker. It is not traded by any bank. It is just anyone that's selling it to you is a scammer. And so uh, I had to uh, tell my son to save his money.
2: Now, are these when when one purchases these uh, dinars? Because this happened to a friend of mine too, and I believe uh, as my, as I hear the story, as I understand the story that he told me, that he actually got the dinars. I mean, oh yeah, are these um, a- this,
3: no question? You know, he will get them, and maybe someday it uh, if he gets the old ones with the pictures of uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, on it, maybe for a collector that might be worth something, but as a tradable uh, currency uh, frankly it 's worthless
2: gotcha well and and you know that that is one that 's definitely going around and uh, there i've found that um you know as I was going through these this list of uh, scams over at scamaside.com dot com there 's a lot of useful ones, and I think what I really like is the way that it 's um, it 's consumable because you can yeah. find out you can read one. About one scam every day, and then pretty soon after a month or so, you might be kind of savvy on the scams that are floating around the internet.
3: You know, and that's kind of the idea about it. Is one of the things to do is, you know, I don't go page after page. It's user friendly, it's almost like sound bites. So it, it gives you what the problem is, and every time with every scam, there's what to look out for, and what to do. And you start recognizing patterns, and you start becoming a bit more skeptical. So, you know, for instance, one of the things, you know, in talking about uh, one of the people in the show not being there because uh, at a school board meeting or whatever, our kids are letting the scammers into our computers, and one of the ways that they're doing this uh, is they go online. Hell, they're better online than we are, and uh, they click onto a link for free music or a free game. And unfortunately, what happens is when they do that, uh, they may often download what's called a keystroke logging program, which is a way that the bad guys can read everything in your computer, whether it is uh, passwords, credit cards, social security number, bank account numbers, any of this. And, you know, people don't know it. And it happens to everybody. It's not just kids. One of the biggest data bank breaches, and this was not actually publicized too much, the FBI found out, uh, came based from a police officer in Florida who's sitting at his computer at work, and apparently he was bored, and something came on for free porn. And who's not going to check out free porn? So uh, he uh, linked to the free porn. I never realized that he downloaded the keystroke ma- um, keystroke logging program mm-hmm. that gave them all of the information to access data banks on behalf of the uh, police in Florida, and that led to literally a hundred million people becoming victims of identity theft. Wow. But at
2: least he got the free porn. Yeah, well, yeah, he probably did. There's a picture of somebody's butt out there. Now, um, <laughs>
3: what, what
2: does one do in order to, I mean, because, well, not much we can do about uh, cops d- downloading porn, but there's something we can do probably about our kids, uh, you know, trying to get uh, sparkly, uh, you know, cursors on their, inter- on their uh, computer or something like that. Can you just make sure that your kid uses your kid's computer and not yours? Is that one way to keep, you know, the very valuable information of the family safe?
3: Yeah, you can do that. And, you know, one of the things is you definitely have to educate them, and we have to educate ourselves. One of the biggest uh, places we're vulnerable uh, is in our smartphones and iPads because people who are savvy about security and have it on their uh, their computers at home and their computers at work forget the fact that uh, our smartphones and our iPads are computers, and if you're using those, you know, out in public uh, or even at home, uh, you could be having problems. But you're right. You can have a, an exclusive computer for the kids. But you're also, you also, you instruct the kids to become savvy as far as what they're looking for. And, you know, it's also a matter of there are a lot of scams on uh, on Facebook. And uh, you have to educate the people how to use, you know, Facebook properly. And, you know, I'd go back to, uh, I'm a professor at Bentley University. But before I was a professor at Bentley, uh, I was a uh, teacher in the state prison system in Massachusetts. And I had a student, one of my criminals, who uh, was doing two consecutive life sentences, which meant that after he died, he would start his second life (laughs) sentence. And I said, oh, you know, I've always wondered about that. And he said, so did I. When I got sentenced, I yelled at the judge, how do you expect me to do two consecutive life sentences? And he said, the judge just peered down at me and said, Just do the best you can. So (laughs) that essentially is what we can do. You know, there is nothing that can keep you secure. And part of it is because so many places we go to have our information and if they're not secure we're not secure but we can do the best we can.
0: So does does the website help with uh, you know educating is obviously first and foremost and that sounds like you got that covered but what once someone identifies that they've either partaken or engaged in a scam do you have anything that like helps them report like certain emails or identifying characters of the scammer or ways to like what steps are there to like you know if I've lost some money in a scam to recoup it or is it just like chalk it up to lessons learned?
3: You know, I got to be candid with you. You know, I've learned never to say well to be perfectly honest with you, because then that usually means oh you've been bsing me all along. <laughs> so I, I do say to be candid. Unfortunately, when it comes to uh, scams, if you've been scammed, it's very very difficult uh, to get the money back. Not impossible, but a lot of Darn these scams. Close. Yeah, but a lot of these scams are worldwide, and uh, many of them come not just from Nigeria, but Eastern Europe. And many of them were former tech, uh, uh, tech officers in the former Soviet Union mm. that have now gone into a new business. And uh, so it is very difficult. We do, you know, give you some advice as far as, you know, what you can do uh, to try and remedy it. But the best thing you can do is prevent it.
2: That's right. And that's why you have the website, scamaside.com. Stephen J.J. Wiseman, I really appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Thanks. Free Talk Live, eight five five four five zero. Three seven three three. Anything that's on your mind. Free talk live eight five five four five zero free. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea Crane's Super USB Wi Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the Sea Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi Fi antenna at SeaCrane.com. dot E.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the Sakel toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's a live Tuesday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. Derek J. And a demo. <laughs> I just don't get tired of hearing Derek do that. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, you know, Derek, you were telling me during the uh, the, the, the segment here that you have a story On Syria, and this is something I've been keeping an eye on. I think that Syria is a powder keg. Um, And you said that there's, I guess, some new report? Yeah. I like to joke around. I like to keep
4: it light. This I find serious. Um, Russia, the the people who call themselves the government of Russia, sent a naval flotilla, which is a bunch bunch of of ships, yeah, to A Syrian port. It's their port. It's the only port that the Russian government has outside of Russia. um, So I read. And this is like from Yahoo News, uh, but also the Telegraph has the same story. A lot of agencies are picking this up. It sent seven warships led by an anti-submarine destroyer. Okay. And, you know, I'm pretty amateur at all this te- uh, uh-huh. all the terminology, but I get the point of a destroyer.
0: Yeah, it's pretty clear what its purpose is, huh? Yeah,
4: yeah. and they sent it to its naval base, uh, a port called Tartus, which is in Syria. Right. Um, and so the, the main ship is called the Admiral Chabanenko, so, I'm, I'm going to attempt that uh, throughout the rest of the story. Okay. But the, the Chabanyanko and three landing crafts, which I assume, what do they land? They land, Planes. They land planes, right? Yes. Landing okay. crafts?
2: I thought they landed people.
0: Well...
4: They they may do that. Okay. okay. You guys are my experts here. All so, right. And, well, um, unless, trouble, I, I thought we were past the
0: whole, like, just dumping people onto a beach and letting them go at it. No, know. it
4: sort of seems like that's what they are. No, maybe. They say it's just for some standard operation, but they're not saying if there are people or weapons on it. Um, though I did read one report that did say that they had uh, fuel, water, and food well, stuff. Wait,
0: so they're like, we won't say if there's people on it, but the ship is driving itself or what?
4: Well, <laughs> we won't say there's people on it. <laughs> no, no, it's just no like troops, not not, <laughs> not any people at all. Um, just like you know, a shipment of uh-huh. troops. But uh, it is an unnamed source at this time, and but they did say that it has uh, it's going to top up on its uh, supplies of fuel, water, and foodstuffs over at the the TARDIS base. So they are sending stuff over to their military base in Syria. And from my reading, it's not like I've been following this terribly closely, but the Russian government seems to be pretty friendly with uh, Al-Assad, uh, yep. the one who's you know authorizing yep. the killing of his own people.
2: Well, okay. So, I mean, that's nothing new with right. it when it comes to governments. And furthermore, um, the, the Russia, the former Soviet Union here, the, the leaders there, felt really burned in the Libyan incident. They, you know, the, the, the NATO powers said, we're going to go in and uh, just do some air flights or drop some food or whatever it is that they said they were going to do. And basically went in and, and uh, did everything but put a bullet in Gaddafi's head. Mm. And... So, Russia's like, "Well wait, we were getting oil from that guy there's not that many places in the world that you guys 'll let us get oil from, and we don't want that to happen again. So with uh, Syria, they 're once bitten twice shy as it were, and and you know they're not going <laughs> to they're like, "What do I care about a few Syrian peasants? Let' them kill them. We need oil So well, I find this all a little
4: concerning. Because oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like to see people fight, and I just, you know, when I hear the government of Russia is sending, you know, flotilla sh- of ships, I, you know, I just picture Putin, you know, looking oh, all wait, angry. They're sending ships sending to their people. own base, right? Well, yeah, it's their, it's their own base. So they're just so. like, it's like moving like, you know, monopoly pieces on a board. Is yeah, that, I mean, it could just be some exercise, they, right?
0: They said this is the only base they have. Like the United States has, like what a hundred and seventy mili- military bases. I'm sure we move almost ships a, all the time. A thousand right.
2: military bases in more than um, fifty countries, hundred and seventy countries or something? Oh, okay. or something like that. Some hundred and thirty countries. Sorry, right.
4: right? But okay, and so I'm concerned when the U S does those things. Of course, I vehemently oppose war, and the U S does a lot of that. But I, I just see what's happening here. It just looks like. You know, I'm I'm watching a, a car crash about to happen, and there's like I don't know what I can do about it. I'm just seeing. And I don't this, think there's this anything this you can do about it. It's it's sending a bunch of supplies that I. F- Am afraid are going to be used to Stuff that kills people. help soldiers kill people, and uh, you know that I find concerning because it's like the whole World War III thing. It's, this could only escalate, right? It's not like everyone's going be like, "Oh man, that was bad! Now let's never do that again." So, so
2: um, okay, so I mean this this picture really is as bad as what you're talking about. So you have Syria um, having its revolution. You have Turkey where that you know the, many of the Syrian revolutionaries have been going across the border in order to stay and. I I guess they've been able, been able to go back and fight a war and then come back at night and, you know, these kind of things. You have a downed military jet, a Turkish military jet, downed by uh, Syria. You have the Turkish government telling Syria that, hey, if one of your helicopters gets a little too close to the border, we're taking it down. Yeah, yeah. So, now, uh, where, where do, you, do you remember where um, the United States was flying its uh, bombing flights over Iraq from initially? Oh, Turkey. No. Oh. Um, so, so you've got Turkey, which is a strong U.S. ally. You've got Syria, which is re- one of Russia's few allies, frankly. And uh, so, I mean, you really do have that World War III setup here, that, that sort of Archduke Ferdinand uh, you know, not domino effect with the, the small countries. Because if, you know, if Syria has a, a, a revolution, uh, with, uh, you know, whatever, a civil war, I guess that's what it is going on there, that's one thing. If Turkey and Syria go at it that 's another thing. If Russia decides to back uh,
1: you know, Syria. Syria,
2: then the United States is going to back Turkey and if the United States get backs Turkey, then NATO's going to back the united states russia where what happens here this Where does China go because China's not real happy about uh, the United States being involved in <laughs> in this, but they generally don 't get you know, let's see, this is a tough scenario. I mean, when, once egos get involved, and uh, you know, making money just seems secondary. I guess that'd
0: be the decider on whoever China sides with, because uh, they have all the money. Right they, got, they, they, they do got have the, the money. money.
2: <laughs> uh, hopefully, they'll say, uh, "Everybody, put their weapons down and go get back to work, and uh, you know, st- stry, try, let's try to build a better world for um, our citizens." Well,
4: I'm but sure that they'd seems like A lot of
0: legislation and rule. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, I
4: would like to see someone step in and say, "All right, break it up, break it up. This is enough." You I'd can't... like to
0: see all of us as individuals realize that government is putting itself in a position where you know it's the game of risks. You know, the government is nothing but nation states fighting, which is no different than the game of risk. And the United States is now spread all over the board. There's these, you know, China that has this mountain of you know resources and. Wealth and people to do something with and then Russia and a few others that like a few more moves like you said here and the United States is facing yet another enemy only this time being really thinned out and an enemy you know like Russia who can probably go as many rounds or at least they you know the, what, what's the usual uh, 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 kid that the United States pick on. Uh, people with no navy no right. n- you know no air force that's not
2: be- that's generally the united states doesn't go after you know big powers somebody that else who has themselves.
0: planes as well you know and or nukes that they didn't sell them
4: <laughs> well i hear what you were saying Demo, that you would hope that we would get to the point where right. individuals can stand up on their own and and reject um you know coercive government
0: fights these wars
4: but let's say everyone in syria gets that okay they they all they're like we don't need this nation of Syria. We're all just individuals here. So what? What do they do? They've got a flotilla coming their way. Well, a whole how,
0: nation can stop a flotilla, I think.
2: I what are your so. thoughts? Uh, give us a call at 855 450 3733. Is this World War III, or are we jumping the gun and being a little uh, nervous Nellies? Is the sky falling? 855 450 3733, Free Talk Live.
5: It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing.
2: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the sacred Toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about the situation with, well, Russian warships bringing, we're not exactly sure what, to Syria. And I don't know what the average person can do about it, but I do know that at the center of most of the, the problems in the world doing, uh, having to do with governments, is their control of money. And one way that you can break their control on money is using a currency that's not controlled by governments. And that currency, besides gold and silver, certainly another good currency, uh, is bitcoins. Bitcoins have some advantages that gold and silver don't have. You can't uh, shove uh, silver dimes into the little air uh, slots in the side of your computer and send them to people uh, uh, halfway around the world. Bitcoins, however, you can send halfway th- around the world. Or all the way. If, wouldn't that be right back to you? <laughs> uh, kind of right. Okay. Um, so you can go <laughs> bitcoins are mathematically impossible to be counterfeited or inflated. It's mathematically impossible for governments or banks or whomever to uh, block you from sending or receiving payments from Bitcoins or freezing your account or interfering with your account in any way. And if you're careful about it, Bitcoins can be used anonymously as well. They give everyone 100% complete control over their own money. And I think it's a really great concept. You can go to weusecoins.org. Watch the video there. It's a minute and 44 seconds to tell you about Bitcoins. You can go to bitcoins.org and download the free Bitcoin software, and you can go to bitinstant.com and find out uh, more than 700 locations, 700,000 locations, excuse me, that's a lot more, uh, locations around the world, including uh, the United States, where you can deposit cash and get Bitcoins anonymously. You don't need, to need a bank account to do it. You can go to major banks and do it there, but you don't have to have a bank that account, uh, an account at that bank. Or um, you can go to Walmarts and CVSs and 7-Elevens, and all kinds of places. It's bitinstant.com. So, Derek, we were discussing this situation with uh, Russia and Syria and what could possibly bloom out of this. And Yeah,
4: Mark, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm thinking a whole bunch of people are in harm's way right now. And I am afraid that there's nothing I can do about it. But I'm just wondering, what does one do when one sees World War III coming one's way? It, I mean, get out of the way? What it, do you do? It, It makes you wonder.
0: It's going to be subjective, I have to each person. There's going to be no, like, single answer. I mean, for me, like, if there was, like, a bunch of foreign uh, or whatever. I don't want to use the word foreign. I want to say other nation ships coming to the shorelines of an area where I reside near, um, I'd probably go the opposite way. I mean... Actually, I don't know, man. I don't know what I do because what can you do? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I assume that some of the people who I definitely would pick this. up an American flag and charge in its direction. Yeah, if they're right. coming
2: here, I might just uh, you know that that might be where I, the direction I start charging. But if you know, running around the world, I don't know the kind of problems that uh, the United States has made um, around the world. I you know a I lot. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I and and I'm aware of that much. I don't know. You know, what all I can see on the TV, which is what's going on with the Syrian people, is it looks like it's really wrong. But, you know, I know the news media twists things. I don't think dead people are good on either side. I'm not going to, you know, certainly not going to claim that. And it looks like the Syrian uh, government is a bunch of despots. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems to me that the best thing that can be done is, uh, you know, donating to the, the, the camps there in Turkey where they have uh, people are able to flee over the border and, you know, get into these uh, these uh, concentration camps. I don't know what to call them exactly. These uh, relocation camps and wait, wait it out.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, here we, we talked about money is, is the biggest way that they're enslaved. But I mean, we have to, th- to hope that. You know, I mean, education is probably the second area. I don't know any government that doesn't have some sort of foothold in the youth's, you know, progress into becoming adults. Uh, But that's a big one, too. But at the end of the day, why why do these wars happen? Like, how many times can somebody get on a plane, go halfway across the world, do some actions, and come home and be like, I did the right thing? Because... I've met so many military people, and whether they were in like Hanahan combat or not, even the ones pushing papers or whatever were like, man, we are not here for the right reasons. It wasn't what I thought. You know, like, how long can this go on until the, these people in this, whatever you called the, 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 uh, the group of ships? The flotilla. The flotilla. I mean, at what point is this guy like, I don't know anybody here in Syria. I'm not launching any rocket at anybody here in Syria. You know, I mean,
4: I hear it. You know, because of the Milgram experiments that have been updated, it it really seems to only take one person to make that action that uh, to say, I'm not going to hurt another person. I'm not going to lob bombs on these other people to start a whole chain reaction of people saying, Yeah, you know what? That guy's right. He had the courage to
2: say, I'm not going to get violent, and that's how I'm going to be too. I watched this movie, uh, the 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 Bourne, one of the Bourne movies, uh, the Bourne Supremacy, I think it was that I was watching. I don't know if you guys seen it, but these movies are I've seen uh, some of those nearly at the highest level of awesomeness, and uh, they you know they're great to watch. But the character Jason, whatever his name is, Bourne, Bourne um, <laughs> he uh, is you know before he goes in, has got some real name or something like that, and he's told as he's getting indoctrinated into the the CIA to go to shoot this guy in the corner, go kill that guy in the corner. He's uh, got a bag over his head and he's kind of huh, huh you know like well he's like what did he do what difference does it make go kill him right you know because
0: yeah don't ask questions really Doesn't matter
2: that's really what it comes down to the, your governments you know the lower you are down the line the more uh, the more di- the more they'll try to tell you some lie about what you're doing but you know yeah he raped three women do you feel better now go kill him Right. I mean, you know, it's just tell me a lie so I can feel better about going and killing this person. And that's really all this comes down to is you don't know what you're seeing when it comes to the media, because they're portraying whatever they're portraying. Um, The media was really whole hog for going into Iraq with weapons of mass destruction. And, uh, you know, that we know that Colin Powell, whom I believe... It truly was lied to about uh, yellow cake and that kind of thing, that we got this information from Egypt garnered through torture, um, through a CIA mm-hmm. uh, rendition situation. Sure. So essentially, you know, it's just, it. which lies do you wish to believe? Because that's why I have a very difficult time. If I can see the reality of some foreign power or a domestic power uh, bringing to bear uh, violence against me and mine in my uh, local vicinity, I suppose I'm ready to fight as much as the next guy is. But, you know, you, you wonder, what are you fighting for if you're dead? And
0: not. the answer is not much. I mean, how, how much better off is your family if you're dead? So I just mean, at this point in the game, put all, like, moral and, like, libertarian principles aside, the United States has the government of the United States, these people or whatever working as... They have enough. We have everybody outgunned, outnumbered, outmatched for the most part, and a large scale, a large majority, that they could sit here and say, We have a base here, here, and here, everywhere. I mean, it's no real secret, anyways, when you see, you know, F 15 fighter just flying around. Oh, there's the United States. There's some tanks. Yay. Uh, but I'm saying they could sit there and say, All right, here we are. And if you do anything, we're just going to mess you up, you know? And it's like that they still have these top secret you know, CIA clones, spies, instigators. And, like, there's really no – it's all just so sick from, like, even if, like, okay, we need these to keep us safe – but what they do doesn't keep us safe, and they have all this secretive stuff that that should make you mad, but it doesn't. You know, it's like- it's
4: such a joke. I don't know what they, uh, you know. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy uh, theorist and say that the government. We're all conspiracy well, theorists. Okay. everybody
2: on the planet's a conspiracy. But theorist. I don't want to sound
4: like a loon and say that they're they're dropping chemicals from the sky or something. But what is going on that we're at the point where the. Federal government, or you know, the U.S. government, any government could just say, "Yeah, we we use force to get what we want." Yeah, we're we're here invading your country, and just be totally upfront and honest about and the things that they're and doing. Mass destruction, Derek. And no, yeah, nothing could fight them, nothing could overcome that. So why do they even bother with the lie
0: anymore? Why do they even bother saying, "Oh yeah, we're here for your freedom"? Or what? You know, why bother? That's what I said when I was like a constitutionalist. I said when Iraq was first starting, I was like. Why don't, if it's about oil or whatever it's about, who cares? Let's say they do have weapons of mass destruction. Fine. You have weapons of mass destruction and you use them against us and we think so, so now we're going to take this. You know, that was my mindset. It's really sick that I, I feel that I thought that way, but at least then I felt that that was honest. You know, what that goes on now isn't honest. If, they, if some soldier over there said, bang, we killed everybody, here's the flag, 52nd state, move on, it would be over with by now at least. It'd be genocide, but over. 855-450-3733.
2: I don't know. I don't know what it's going to turn into. Maybe you do. 855-450-FREE. Free Free Talk Live.
0: If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you.
2: that's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That phone line is brought to you by SACL CAI. They are a company that handles accounts receivable, and if you've got a business and you got into that business in order to do that business that you're doing and not do, say, bill collections or accounts receivable or whatever, SACL CAI, they can do it for you. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. You'll be happy you did. It's SACL C-A-I. Live Tuesday night edition. It's Mark with you. Derek J. And Ademo. So I kind of feel like we've, uh, you know, talked about the World War III situation as much as a layman can possibly talk about it. But Ademo, you may be going bye-bye.
0: Yeah, I might be headed to a cage for a little while tomorrow. Yeah, I have a court hearing at 1 o'clock. Uh, It's all over the chalking incident that took place last year. Chalking incident? Which was the, uh, in June 4th, 2011, uh, a bunch of us protested the Manchester Police Department after the uh, four off-duty cops of the Manchester Police Department beat up a guy in what is known as the Strange Brew incident, Strange Brew being uh, a bar. Uh, These four cops beat up a guy and then weren't held accountable, so we had a little demonstration outside there during that time I was arrested charged with criminal mischief and two counts of resisting arrest. And uh, after my trial by judge in district court, the... Uh, so
2: you didn't have... Uh, it wasn't a high enough level offense to get a uh, jury? Is
0: that the... It the was. Idea? I could have, uh, what it was it, 91A and uh, bypassed my, or uh, 9A or whatever, bypassed my district court and went right to a superior jury trial mm-hmm. uh, court. But I chose to go with the dry run and kind of see what would happen, see how the cards would unfold in the district court. Uh, so unfortunately it didn't unfold in my favor so uh the uh misdemeanor class b misdemeanor i was found for the max guilty with for the max fine of 1200 dollars. ended up serving four days in jail for that and uh i appealed my conviction on the two resisting arrest charges the uh, max sentence on those is a year each and i was given the max sentence though both charges could run concurrently which means uh, every day. In so jail. why are
2: they giving the max? I mean, the max is always reserved for the hardened criminals,
0: isn't it? Well, I don't know what logic they use in a courtroom. Um, forget all scenarios of resisting arrest. In just this incident, about two, two or three other people, I believe, were charged with resisting arrest, and two of them had stayed like sentences, meaning they behaved for two years, and no big deal; they don't have to do anything, so zero. not even paying a fine, no time. Um, and the other person had thirty days in jail, but suspended for thirty days of good behavior Uh, and I'm nothing, basically nothing. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting a lengthier sentence as well as West Gilreath, who is just released from jail. Uh, He was also given two months for his resisting with 10 months of it stayed. And so he just got out. He had to do an additional four months for a contempt charge as well. So yeah, it's, it's really messed up, especially because I appealed the sentence to the superior court and everything was fine with the process of going to get my trial date and jury selection um, except for that Manchester built a new court, so they were backed up, couldn't give me an exact date, failed to mail me a letter of the new date, failed to call me like they said they would, and therefore I missed the hearing, and now the uh, case has been remended back to district court, and tomorrow they will most likely enact my sentence, so I'll be going to jail for two months, because someone at Superior Court during the appeal couldn't get my address right. and. Once I filed a motion... Did you move?
2: Did they send it to an old address? Nothing.
0: I've never had this address. In fact, the address, according to Google Maps, doesn't even exist. So they sent it it to an
2: imaginary address.
0: Yes. And once the mail... The letter was sent out, the post office returned it to the court. They put it in my case file. I went and took a picture of it saying... And then filed a motion saying, hey, I didn't miss my court date. You guys failed to notify me of it. The judge denied my motion to request a new trial date uh, be set and... Remanded the case back to district court. This My is goodness, what a, what a clear stunning
2: crap! Yeah, what
4: what a clear case of victimization by the state, uh, like of you. So uh, you're so courageous, Adamo. <laughs> Going forward with some it. of these cases, I I know you're some of it. You're forced into the situation, but a lot of people would just get a lawyer or just throw their hands up and, and can't just, afford
0: it. You know well, how it works, right? I know. Well. <laughs>
4: You're you're going forward with it, uh, you know, with your your head held high, and I think that's admirable. One thing I love about your activism, Ademo, is uh, that you make it abundantly clear who the victims are. You know, you you aren't a person who, who harms other people or damages property, or you know, you pointed out the victim, the man who was being beaten up by the Manchester police in the yeah. first place, who was you know abused outside of a, a bar, and the child who was beaten up at school by a school cop and you're working to defend them and in the middle of all of that you get victimized right, by the state, same people. The state people.
0: turns its aggression on me and there, I call these a few things that have happened in this case uh, excuse me, a comedy of errors because that's the only way I can look at it. Some would probably call it a conspiracy or a flat-out headhunt. But the cop- it
2: sounds like that. I mean, it it, it sounds like very. I mean, like if you, if you break this, this down up. and say, look, these people were out there protesting cops beating on people with chalk on sidewalks, and I guess you put and the you, building. I uh, was writing on the building, chalked to be on fair. the building too. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody sure. gets all the facts. I don't want anyone to feel like they got lied to. So people are protesting the police by chalking on, co- on you know, uh, the, near the police station on their sidewalks and on the side of the building. Police come out, and I guess they do a bit of roughing up with people. Then they, they, you know, they take you to court for this. They believe you to be the the ringleader. They give you a judge only trial. Um, in that judge only trial, they give you the max the sentence. max sentence. First
0: comedy air,
2: right? The max sentences for this is for what? What was the charge? Was it for graffiti? It wasn't even
0: for, for graffiti, was no, it? No, the graffiti I got sentenced to twelve hundred dollars, even though the fire department claimed that it was three hundred and seventy five dollars worth of. Damage damage to the building, their time to clean it up. And and actually, that was just their minimum charge. They charge $125 an hour. It only took them an hour, but they must charge for three hours if they are called out. Mind you, the fire department is attached to the police station, so they didn't like have to go very right, far. Right, they just
2: t- drug their hoses over. And and, and so they, they're they giving you the max charges for resisting arrest. And it's not like
0: in, no cop got his tooth knocked out. Nope. Both, now, both th- officers testified that I only delayed my se- sentence. One said two seconds and one said a mere, a mere couple seconds, maybe. So, uh, you second. delayed. so what? punishment delayed fits the crime arrest. here, right? My arrest, my resisting arrest was me going limp to delay my arrest. Well, I asked them how long did I delay my arrest. One guy said a few couple mere seconds, and the other guy said two seconds, maybe. So, for two seconds of resisting arrest, I got a year. The second resisting arrest is that I refused to stand and they had to carry me. And so, I made cops work harder. Uh, This
2: is a protest against cops beating the crap out of two different people. I mean, this is the ridiculous part about this. I I mean, you know, this this is what you're supposed to have to deal with as a law enforcement officer when you knock the teeth out of people's mouths
0: that haven't done anything to you. Exactly. And instead of these officers saying, oh, all these four officers did wrong, we should go have a talk with them they tried to make example out or of me ignoring and the it saying
2: oh we made a mistake maybe we should just ignore these guys for a little while when they leave right. i mean they how long were they you there you weren't even there an hour maybe uh, maybe an hour and, you know you go clean up the chalk and they'll go away i mean they you know all this problem is exacerbated and, and compiled right. why didn't by the cops them? come
0: outside and say hey i understand what you guys are doing it's hey man between you and i i'm not real happy with what our officers did either but do you guys mind throwing some water on this when you leave so that, you know, I don't have to be a jerk about it? But there was no any sort of like personal interactions, sort of, you know, civil communication. It was just like as soon as they decided to start arresting people, it was like, hey, you don't go anywhere. Give me ID. You know, okay, you're under arrest. That's a lawful order. And I'm but like,
4: that stuff's what's in the training manual. Sure. You know, treating people like crap, that's all. By the book, right? But, even, but let, Let's forget no, all
0: that because I know that the, the, the police have no logic. I know the justice system has no logic. But I have had, you know, in my Massachusetts wiretapping trial, a jury say, hey, this is messed up what's happening to you. So that's really what I wanted. I took the dry run in right, district court. To, to, to see if I could persuade a judge, and mostly just to see what the state's hand is. Now I know it, so I'm really ready to go to this trial, and I'm very open and public about how I'm going to present my trial, and I feel that maybe they got fearful of that and maybe played these little shenanigans on purpose. Right. To so land me
2: in jail. Then they send the um, information on your trial to an ad- address that doesn't exist. Does not exist. That I when, can prove. You can prove that the address that they sent, that it's their mistake. It's they theirs. say, nuh-uh, we don't ha- it doesn't matter if we make mistakes. Here's case law that says we're allowed to make all the mistakes we want, and you need to call every single day. Because you did ask when your trial right. was. You asked them. They didn't have a date yet. They said they'd contact you with via right. telephone, which they didn't do, and via letter, which they failed to do by sending it to an address. Then when they make these mistakes, they knock you back down to the uh, the district court level where you have already been sentenced to the max because you intended to ask, because they always do send you, right. sentence you to the max when you intend to take this up to the trial. So
0: you've been just screwed. Just railroaded here, yeah. And I mean, the the cherry on top is that uh, this same city, the same courts, the same cops are also pressing another case on me with this uh, three years of... Excuse me, three charges of felony wiretapping, so it's another 21 years, and I'll be in jail. Let's talk about
2: that in a second here. Be in jail for that. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Lives, live Tuesday night edition. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities. A pirate lying in wait for hapless traders. A guard capturing pirates. Or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. 55 453. That's the SACL toll free call in line here on the live Tuesday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark, Derek J., and Adamo. You can give us a call at 855 450 3733. And, uh, you know, in the previous segment there, um, let me first real quick, you can uh, get old, old shows of Free Talk Live in archives.freetalklive.com. They're available to you for free if you've, uh, I don't know, Want uh, more to listen to while you're at the gym or on your commute, or you've got a job where you don't have to use your ears to do it? Yeah. You can go to archives.freetalklive.com. We've got lots of audio content going there back there, and do it do what you want with it. Uh, listen to it, uh, you know. Distribute it, please. Archives.freetalklive.com. It's all completely free. So a demo we were talking about this uh this case that you may be getting incarcerated for here in um t- tomorrow perhaps yeah. uh, you know you don't know what's going on and apparently it all boils down to them sending uh your court date to a- an address
0: that doesn't exist. Yep, never gave it to him in the past, never lived there in the past. Again, according to Google Maps does not exist.
2: Failing to uh, to failing to live up to their word in co- contacting you by a telephone the way they said they would. Yep. And um, I mean that that's really what it comes down to. It just yeah. comes down to that.
0: That's what's going to be in. Like I was saying just before the break, it's very convenient that while I'll be serving this you know wrongful jail sentence, it's give me the trial. You know, I don't think. Uh, Right, the jury I mean, would all the, me.
2: right. This is what it all comes down to: is they're refusing to give you a trial when they sent bad mail. Right. They know they did. They admit that they did, right. and they came up with case law that says that they don't actually have to send it to you. Some drunk judge somewhere said that it was a good idea to throw somebody in jail when they weren't advised of uh, of their court case. Right.
0: They, I'm fully convinced that they just don't want to deal with me. They feel I'm a hassle, and it's a bonus that hey. You know, he's going to be on trial for 21 years of his life in a couple of weeks, and he'll be in a jail cell, which is— It's much uh, harder to
2: defend yourself from is. there. It is,
0: and I don't even want to—I don't want to make that sound as bad as it is, because I, I definitely don't want i am not planning my trial based off of their system and rules, so it's not like I need law books. Not that you'd find any in a jail anyways, but I just think it's funny, because that's probably how they're thinking, is, oh, he'll be in a jail cell. Great.
2: And so in this situation, and let's, let's move on to that, is—so uh, you're facing, is it two felony counts? Three felonies for the wiretapping. Three felony counts of wiretapping. Public officials. And so we know that in the Glick decision that the, was it the Second Circuit Court? First. Of, First Circuit Court, Court of Appeals. Of Appeals uh, has ruled. Now, this is the second time. The Glick decision is a is a reminder of a ruling from back in the 90s that public officials can be videotaped while on the public dime, and that includes audio taped, um, while on the public dime, doing the publics uh, you know, in public spaces, while doing the public's work.
0: I... I that is what it says. There is one problem is that like wh- while in public space and that's that's the thing is, you know, I think the Glick ruling is one step short of the logical conclusion that on the job, on the record, you know, a bill that was trying yep. to be passed here or public official is, you know, what the name says. They are a public official. They have if you are a public official, that means you are not a private official, which means you have no expectation of privacy. Because private, private official, private person.
2: Right. If you're talking to, say, the police chief of your town and you're asking for a little protection at your place and you happen to be recording it and you don't tell him and he says, hey, you know, I don't care what happens at your house. Why don't you go F yourself? You know, wouldn't wouldn't it be really nice... To be able to bring that audio tape to the local TV station instead of being in a state like New- in New Hampshire where both parties have to know that they're being recorded. I mean, if a public official comes out of their mouth like that to you, you right. should be completely within the law to take that to – like, no questions asked. Exactly. No more the
0: nothing. The listeners should know. It's not like I called these individuals on their personal home phones or cell phones or – computer you know g chat skype number um, i called them at their publicly listed phone numbers at their you know publicly public servant position uh you know this officer was wearing a full uniform and a gu- a gun and a badge in the name of you know doing good for the community but yet his comments are off the record you know also two of the three individuals hung up on me And I think that was a pretty clear indicator that they were done making any comments to me. And so how did I wiretap them when they voluntarily hung up the phone you know, and ended our communication. Springer. Right,
4: you you weren't like calling them up and dialing them back and saying you were Chinese food, and then getting getting through to them. You you weren't you know being a fraud to them. Right. In now, other you words, you I, were being totally straight up. Right. And well, trying to get. The, something I, I on mean, the I did
0: not say I am audio and video recording primarily because two of the conversations are very short and they hung up on me. Well, plus but that also, changes the tone of the conversation. And public anyway, public officials, man, if they, uh, they don't give me the choice on whether or not I pay their salary, but I'm supposed to give you the common courtesy of whether or not uh, I'm recording you. Public official, on the job, on the record, that's how I operate, and that's what I plan to tell a jury. Like, if a jury wants to say, I harm these people, then fine, let's identify how. Because I don't know what, you know, Derek, if I drove by your house and smashed your mailbox and I said, how did I harm you? You'd be like, well, you ran over my $50 mailbox. How about I give you 100 bucks? You might say yes to that, or you might say more. You might say fix it yourself. I want you to do it. But I highly doubt you would say go to prison for 21 years. Yeah, I would not say that. You're but, correct. But none of these people could probably say, if I asked the officer, how did I harm you? Well, you wiretap me. Well, how does that harm you? What is he going to say? You, well, it hurt my heart. It hurt my feelings. Well, how do I fix that? You could apologize or you should go to jail for seven years because it's seven years per individual. Per individual. So and is that thre- what he's and two say? of them
2: are people you called and hung up on you once you identified yourself.
0: Exactly. Within how many seconds? After they gave me a rant. I'd say 30 or less. I mean, okay. they gave me a rant. They both went off like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. The facts are the facts. Blah, blah, blah. Thank okay. you very much. Have a nice day. Click. You know? so
4: they wanted to say those things to you before they hung up, or exactly. they would have just hung up because I did the first say, place. "Hey, this
0: is a demo at right? copbla and I'm calling to seek comment about this abuse on a seventeen year old person. In the school,
2: and this is just another form of recording. Now, if you were a um, you know if you're one of these people that could memorize word for word what everybody says, or you could write really fast, and you were say a uh, reporter that just wrote down words as opposed to be a reporter that does you know you do blogs and videos right. and, and audio and whatever it it takes, um, you do all these things. So if you were just a, a writing reporter and you wrote down everything that these people said as they said it, that wouldn't be against the law. But because you're the kind of reporter that works in other types of media. And you recorded what they had to say, and then what they had to say was available to other people. Is that how it, how they found out, by the Pretty way?
0: Pretty much, yeah. That's another thing is that two, two aspects looking at it from their laws. First off, they don't know where I was when I made this recording. For all they know, I was in a one party consent state. Second, is that the video in which they charged, charged me of was put on YouTube, and the video is an edited video. It's not, for all they know, I edited out the part that said I did or didn't call or, or am recording you. Even though I've publicly admitted that I haven't said it. So, you know, that's, that's just how, you know, they're trying to just, you know, there's this internal investigation and public officials did wrong. But they can't say that, so they're turning the spotlight on me and the guys who are trying to hold them accountable. Exactly
2: what they did in the Fast and Furious case with the Obama administration here. They're going after the civilians who sold guns. They're going after They're going after everybody but... The ones the people, accountable, right, the ones Who's that are truly really accountable in this uh, circumstance, and it's, it's you know, I mean, it's really unfortunate. Any this could really result in 21 years of you in prison, right. or or at least 21 be,
0: years of me under the state's thumb because like a lot of people are like, oh, they're not going to put you in jail for that. Well, you're right. They might just sentence me to 10 years of super, adult supervision. You know, and who who wants to pee in a cup? Tell somebody where I live? Seek employment that they demand I have for the next 10 years? No but way.
2: This is another another important aspect of this is this could also set precedent. Now you have. Uh, you and um, you and Pete Eyre in uh, down in Massachusetts, you had your own trials and you were able to convince a jury that videotaping the police in the in their office was what? What did they charge you with? Well, they charged us with uh, wiretapping, wiretapping wasn't wiretapping. The Glick decision certainly backed you up on that one.
0: Well, we it, won before Glick was ruled on in it, the first Circuit court appeals, we, which we had cited it in pre motions as a denial from the earlier court rulings, but the judge denied them. Okay, but uh, anyways uh,
2: yeah I'm just I'm just trying to get it clear so in this case, this is one step further than Glick, and um, this could be a very important case because right. if the jury rules in your favor you have a track record of winning on these types of cases, Hopefully. and mm. the uh, the they only continues. time you've lost at this point uh, you know on uh, civil disobedience has to do
0: with them losing your uh, court date or, or a trial only by judge. I haven't lost the jury. did you trial actually yet. have a trial in front of that judge? I thought that I that, had a trial for the chalking, not okay. for the wiretapping but the chalking but okay. the chalking is, well, and then I was finally guilty. you chalked. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and- All the other things I did, too, I just didn't, they're not... You know, this is there's no cr- you criminal, didn't wiretap
2: no wiretapping. You know, I mean, this is you know, these wiretapping laws were never intended to be uh, these you know these
0: situations. I don't right. think that these. I think the it's definitely a case of. for for jury nullification, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, this I could mean, set
2: precedent. It could be a very important case that could take the public's right, right. Um, to uh, video and audio record their public officials and one it, step further. It
0: covers the gap that Glick hasn't. They say public space, and we're, I'm talking about public officials in general. How does one help? Uh, Coplock.org slash pledge.
2: 855-450-FREE. Free talk live.
6: Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world, Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes with C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at C-Crane.com, C-C-R-A-N-E.com.
2: 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Tuesday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. Derek J. And a demo. 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. But we have been, uh, at demo discussing your very frustrating case. Uh, um, it's ridiculous. I, you know, I, I encourage people to go back and uh, listen. They can get the last seven days of archives at freetalklive.com if you uh, didn't have a chance to hear it. But you know i mean i just i it's hard to have any faith in the judicial system i i know that you know these things aren't going to get changed if people don't challenge them but i you know i i feel so bad um, when i see activist friends of mine go into jail for
0: nonsense and well to me it's not about the jail sentence i understand the personal loss to it i mean uh Derek here can attest to it you you certainly can as well the personal sacrifice that goes into to me uh, and that's what the campaign is. If people go to org slash pledge, uh, there is a, a money-raising aspect to it, but a large percentage, 75% actually, now that it's over 500 bucks, uh, goes to org to help them further the mission of police accountability. The other 25% will go to my commissary and a little bit of... Uh, after-jail uh, funds. But right, we're not talking there,
2: about a great deal of, fu- of we're, money here. We're not here. talking about
0: a great deal of money here, and w- what I'm saying is, if, you know, if people want to donate, I know some people think that's the quickest and easiest, but there's also mailtojail.com. there's uh, also like coplock.org slash help on other ways to get involved, from sharing content, writing blog posts, editing, graphics works, whatever it is. So, you know, I want the message to continue on. I want uh, if people think that I'm wrongfully jailed to help support, like, like I said it before, coplock.org coplock.org slash pledge uh people can pledge anywhere from five cents to a dollar a day that i'm in jail if they feel like you know the cause is worth it or the uh the court is railroading me Uh, and then again they can stay tuned to uh uh facebook.com slash free a demo for the updates on my wiretapping trial if i am caged tomorrow Mm -hmm. and i just appreciate all the support from everyone even here at free talk live I, I, hope until it goes, then.
2: I hope it goes well. I mean I, So do
0: I. It's I the know. Hail Mary, so we'll give it a
2: shot. <laughs> don't know what else to say. Derek J. apparently Obama's
4: protecting our freedoms. Uh yeah. He's doing it in an interesting way as it relates to Adamo's case here. Um protecting freedoms with a new executive order. He didn't make a big stink about it. He signed so many, you know, don't want to invite the press out for everyone, and this is one that he didn't invite them. Uh it's about private communications. And national security. The bill is called. Well, first of all, he signed it on Friday, uh, July sixth, mm-hmm. and it's called the Assignment of National Security and Emergency Preparedness Communications Functions. Jesus. Wow! <laughs> Whatever. And it doesn't what, even what's make the a cool. For that? No, it doesn't even make a cool acronym A-hole? like most of them do. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, <Stupid. laughs> so what it does is allows the federal government to have access to private communications um i guess uh, well, i thought they had to have started... a court order for that no that uh, so i think that went away a bit with the patriot act oh
2: i thought that for sure that you were just, you were supposed to be there uh, is no law they make it up
4: as they go protected
0: along protected
2: your person papers and effects unless uh, you know a valid warrant shall be issued
4: so, don't be silly
0: okay so basically right now they're saying like if our internet doesn't work we're taking yours
4: I don't. I don't know if it's like that. I think it's it, that in the case of an emergency, or in anticipation of an emergency, the federal government agents could just say, "Okay, uh, you know, AT and T, Verizon, whoever, give us your." Uh, you know give us all your calls or give us uh, oh, you know all, awesome. all
2: the texts or well there as I understand tens of thousands of requests hundreds of thousands of requests uh, a year going um to and i'm just I was I was just thinking that was one company um hundreds of thousands of requests there for uh per year going to these telecom companies asking them for well, uh, call information and,
0: right, and even um, Facebook into where they're getting internet
4: hundreds service of providers yep. in two thousand eleven uh, police requested one point three million phone oh, wow. calls from from citizens it's not like you know they're they're stooping in on corporations or whatever this is like people's cell phones this is just 1. cell phones
2: three million yeah they're not checking on terrorists right?
0: yeah. i'm starting to wonder how much of this is like the uh build-up prelude whatever step one two three phases of like the next false flag attack like is there going to be some like cyber you know whatever crisis attack and now they're gonna have to like Take control of, like, no more smartphones, no more 4G, or, like, no more Twitter feeds? What's the plan? I don't think think? they
4: want to take them out. I think they want people to use them. That's what I mean by take them
0: out. They'll control them, though. You know, and so everything you loved about, like, your free communications or whatever, heavily regulated, yet, quote, unquote, free... You know
4: yeah it may end up being like uh, you know the Republic of China or whatever where when people get their mail there are some pages ripped out you know yeah you're gonna get this text but it's gonna get to you in like five minutes and there are gonna be some words yeah, changed after,
0: after it gets screened and, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, no nope, no nope, can't say this word must pass this on
4: well uh you know with computers and whatever I'm sure they can do that uh, if they have the ability to um you know tap into people's calls but so the text
2: of the bill or it's not a bill it's an order says the
4: federal government no
5: no order
2: no none of your elected representatives besides obama voted on this one guy voted he said i vote on this and this will happen (laughs) yes The the federal government must have the ability to communicate
4: at all times and under all circumstances to carry out its most critical and time-sensitive missions. And it goes on, blah, 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 like survival, resilient, enduring communications, a bunch of these nonsense words that politicians use to just be like, oh, this is really important. This is a
2: really long order, right?
4: Yeah, it's... Two thousand two hundred and five uh, words. So, so really, I would say that's a, that's a pretty long. It's words. It's, yeah, okay. it's words. Earlier, I read it and I think I said pages. Okay. So I may have thrown you off there, Good. Mark. But sorry about that. To correction: I was say, a two thousand page it's,
0: executive order geez, is a lot different. That's to, huge. To, 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 he did not write that. No,
4: <laughs> um, no, he didn't sit around and type that up. In the the Oval I don't think he wrote this either. one either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it says that uh, if supposed to enable the executive branch to communicate within itself like they were having some problem doing that and with the legislative and judicial branches state local territorial tribal governments private sector entities and the public
2: allies and other nations so this is the whole world so uh, now they can i'm trying to understand this clearly does this mean that they own your correspondence or do they own the internet is it or is it both
0: the providers, right? Any yeah, private- it would be all
2: it, communications... All the time, everywhere. So they everywhere. They have to give you the tubes of the internet, but they don't have to give you the stuff in the tube. The, the, they don't. The, the The tubes must be turned over to the government whenever the government demands the tubes. What are you talking the, about? The Do you know how the in internet the tubes, works? What are you it's, you? it's a series of tubes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> 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 inside the tubes is information, right? Yeah, you got it. Right, so we need some <laughs> tubes. So does the, the government own the information in the tubes? Yeah, or does it owns everything now. I'm trying to, I, well, so where does it say that in the executive order?
4: All right, uh, let, me, let me scoot down to it. Uh, it says, in explaining the order, the uh, Electronic Privacy Information Center uh, writes that the president has authorized the Department of Homeland Security, quote, the authority to seize private facilities when necessary, effectively shutting down or limiting civilian communications. So it means that the feds can go into whatever the local Verizon like hub. Yeah, Google. to Google.
0: And say no more. Yeah, no they, more searching.
4: They are allowed. That's shut it what, down. And it wouldn't be uh, the president; shut it would be the, the Department search. of Homeland Security going in right. and seizing private facilities well, when
2: That necessary. still sounds like the tubes to me. It yeah. doesn't sound like the information in the tubes. So, so. now
0: you all need is some DHS uh, jerk off to have a bad day and uh, get like coffee burnt on them and yep. just go seize some. So they just take network. the internet. Yeah, I'm pissed off.
2: The government now claims to own shut the internet. Shut it down.
0: Shut it down.
2: <laughs> 855-450-3733 What's the worst case scenario? What's the best case Shut scenario? Down three top <laughs> what, lives what is right this? 855 450
0: This is the DHS.
5: Are you looking for camping, hunting or shooting gear?
2: talk live 855-450-free that's the say toll free call in line 855-450-3733 you can call in talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live tuesday night edition with mark Derek, jay and ian oh well now we've switched people it was just a demo sitting in the uh well that's the second seat right yes yeah, yeah. trying to confuse you yeah that's what we, you know. so you went to your school board meeting here I did, and it was this, uh, the shortest school board meeting ever
4: i 've just been sitting out in front of the studio for the last hour. what <laughs> yeah, it was really short it was un- it was incredible. Are the kids going to be safe next year? Are you gonna are they going to be able to have, be safe yeah are you going to have a table where they uh, won 't be able to just uh, have the what is it the military recruitment people right come, so come the idea was to have propagandize um, them
6: The idea was to have military veterans uh, like you know liberty activists who are military veterans. Come to the school and give the young people information about what it's really like to be uh, in the military. Unlike what they get from the military recruiters. So, what do you think the school board decided? Oh no, I don't.
2: I don't. I don't want to guess. I'm, t- I'm I, terrified. I, well, considering that there's a court case out there that says that they have no option but to allow uh, counter-recruitment if they're allowing recruitment, then they must have decided to. Not allow recruitment at all in the school because they don't want counter-recruitment in well, the school? Apparently well, apparently... They can the, do
4: whatever they want. Well, apparently the court
6: case doesn't bind New England. I thought it was like a full-on national court case, but I guess it was one of those district... Courts, so the circuit,
2: uh, circuit courts, yeah. So it's only a portion of the nation, right? So right. basically, circuit position- courts are binding. For, well, they they aren't binding, but they could be if you brought the case all the way through. I mean, you know, like right, and that's win.
6: what's going to have to happen here. Their position was essentially. The, the school bureaucrat, the head bureaucrat that was reporting to the school board, his position was, well, you guys really, you know, you're, you're not bound to do anything in this case. And so what they decided to do was uh, nothing at all. Their, their position was essentially that, oh, well, the students, they have career day and there are other people that come in here besides the military to give young people the option to do something else besides the military. So that was their justification for, uh, you know, they, they had their reason for not moving on this. And so after uh, each meeting, there's always a public uh, comment section. Of course, no one ever comments. I mean, hardly ever at these things. There's hardly ever anyone that attends them. Uh, In this case, uh, I was there. I was going to comment. And so what I uh, essentially told them, and there's video of this, and I'm working on getting a copy of it. But in essence, I said, well, how many uh, times a year are the military recruiters at the school? And the head bureaucrat said, probably about half a dozen times. I said, how many many career days are there? Oh, last year we didn't have any. But the year before that, we had one. And so, you know, I made the point, which should be pretty obvious here, that, hmm, well, if you're going to claim that having career day is a counterbalance to having the military here because it gives people other options, well, maybe it would help if you actually had a career day. And, oh, it would be also nice if it was the same amount of times as the military recruiters. Plus, I also pointed out it's not the same to have businessmen come in as it is to have military veterans who can give young people their experience about what it was like in the military. There's nothing like that happening in these schools and I told them I would be getting in touch with New Hampshire Peace Action and the New Hampshire Civil Liberties Union uh, in regards
2: to They don't to care. It's not yep. their money. They're just going to spend the same taxpayers they've been milking all along's money on this one. I mean, you know, they've, they've, just been, hey, they've just been dealt a huge blow when it comes to the business tax here in New Hampshire. Businesses can now assign that to other uh, schools, but it's Still doesn't matter. The school board is still going to be able to fight with your tax dollars in order to not provide a fair amount of uh, you know it, you know a, 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 a fairness when it comes to this area all they have to say is no counter recruitment we have career days whenever we feel like it which amounts to oh once every three years and we have uh, military recruiters come in six times a year and that's fair and if you don't like it you can bring a court case because I don't have to pay for it you've got to pay to bring the court case but I don't have to pay to fight back so go and stick your head in a bucket of water. I don't so, even
4: really think it would be the same thing to have a, the, an equal number of career days as no there are uh, you know, Army recruitment days. But it was
6: an obvious point that could be made. Like, come on, you've got to be kidding me. You don't, you don't even have anything close to what you're doing with the military. These guys are in there constantly, probably once every couple months, once every month or so, and they are hitting these kids up all the time for
4: military Well, service. plus it sort of frames the scenario for these kids as hero, not hero. You know? the mm, sure. Okay, so th- this is... <laughs> the the guy with the gun he liberates people and this businessman with the tie you know he enslaves people so it's a really different uh you know, so I'd this view isn't over. for these kids to
6: see. I knew this Good. was I knew it was going to go in this direction. I mean bureaucrats' answers always know. Remember? Yes. They always tell us Derek J, you and I did a lot Should of We Should start uh,
4: framing our questions differently. We did a lot of
6: school outreach over the last year. And by the right, way, and
2: they are throwing you they want to throw you guys in jail for stepping onto the school property to do liberty activist outreach on yeah. the schools that they will not let anybody come and do any outreach except the, the, the military. You can be yeah, a, yeah, I was surprised
4: killer. you were even allowed to go to the, the property of the school. Cool. I've been banned from all Keene schools,
6: haven't you? So have I. Uh, I, was ba- I am banned from all the Keene School District property between 6.30 in the morning and 6.30 at night. Oh, and this see. was interesting. Uh, I walk in the uh, school board meeting at like 6.32, and I was actually I was going to arrive early today just because last time I got they always have a public comment at the beginning and at the end mm-hmm. last time I missed the public comment at the beginning because they'll start too early they started right on time and if I get there early then I'm in violation of the ban the meeting starts at 6:30 so I get there at like 6:32 and they've already burned past the uh, the first public comment <laughs> so I have to wait through the entire meeting to be able to comment Later on, and I thought, well, maybe I'll just arrive a few minutes early. You know, what's five minutes uh, this way or that? Clocks are set differently. I mean, what's the big deal?
4: Pepper was there. No way. Yeah, Pepper. This is, is... Michael Kopcha, the, the man who pepper sprayed me. He right. goes by the nickname Pepper. I think he likes it. <laughs> he, re- he requested that once. But so Pepper was sitting in there in like a collared uh, Keene Police
6: Department shirt, just sitting in the back. And I'm thinking, that's unusual normally there aren't uh, keen police officers at the school board meetings. So what's he doing here? Typically, people won't attend a school board meeting around. I don't know what it's like where you live, but... Uh, Nobody t- attends these things. Typically, the only people who will attend these meetings are school bureaucrats who are getting some sort of an award. So like the last, the last meeting was the last meeting of the actual school year and it was packed full of bureaucrats and their families. Patting each other on the back. Yeah, they were giving each <laughs> other awards for like the first 20 minutes Woo-hoo. and then after the awards ceremony was over, they're gone. So People are only there when they want something from the school board or they want the school board to stop some new program or create some program for them. So what did Pepper want? What is Pepper doing here? And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to be here for the whole meeting. So we'll see what he's going to say. Maybe he's going to address them or they're going to call Keene Police to speak on something. And no. Nope. he just sat in that meeting the whole time and then uh, ended up leaving at the very end. I suspect he was there because they knew I was coming. Because at the last meeting, I was there because of the counter-recruiting tables, and I had spoken to them then, and they said they were going to get back to me on that at this next meeting. So they knew I was going to be there. I bet he was sitting there prepared to arrest me if I
4: walked in early. Now, were you... He you said he was not in uniform. He was in a Keen police uh t-shirt, a t-shirt. Okay. I don't think that counts. Color I don't think shirt. they do they get to Smart Oh, shirt, Col- shirt. yeah, that's what it looked oh, like. Okay. I didn't take a close close look at the lo- logo, but I'm pretty sure it was Keen police. So like what what is it? The the one they wear on Sundays or something? What? why do they have this uniform? This different is are, I is don't he still know. an officer when he wears it? Did he have a gun? Is he I name sent badge? Out, I
6: sent out a Keen 411 letting folks know that he was there if they wanted to come talk to him, but nobody came and I didn't get to speak to him because I was talking with some other folks after the meeting. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was kind of an interesting aside. So, yeah. So, we'll see what happens with this whole counter-recruiting thing. I mean, I knew they weren't going to accept it. They're basically spitting in the face of military veterans who want to come and talk to students... And, uh, you know, they tried to say, well, there are some clubs that are here at the school and you could get in touch with the clubs and then the clubs could possibly, you know, have your military veterans in to speak to their students. For well, if the, they want to keep the them-
2: few people that happen to be in the key club or whatever, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than the uh, military recruiters, which get to set up a table and in
6: the cafeteria right. and recruit all day long. Sick. Yeah.
2: Does this strike anyone as fair? I mean, there's all kinds of apologists for the the military folks out there. Is this fair? 855
6: Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, FreeTalk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com.
2: Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Tuesday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. Derek J. And Ian. Ian, tell me about the uh, Free State Project. Well, it's your best chance at liberty
6: in your lifetime if you're willing to actually do something to achieve it. Uh, People that love freedom are getting together in the same place That's the reason the three of us are here tonight together, and I'm so grateful uh, to be here with you guys because the activists that are moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project really are uh, the best, and they are active, and there's so much to do. There's just it's like an activism uh, smorgasbord there's just uh, so much happening that uh, it's hard to pick sometimes where you want to be like i would have much rather have been at the uh, you know the, the cookout today for a longer period of time but i ended up going to a school board meeting uh, instead uh, so people can do different things that uh, that suit their interests and whether it's civil disobedience or getting active in politics outreach, creating media, whatever. There's so much to do. And of course, the more people that we get here, the better off we'll all be. The more effective the activism will become, And uh, concentration works. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about uh, what's going on. That's freestateproject.org. Also, they've got a great 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire. You know, things aren't perfect here. There are some serious, serious problems up here in the so-called free state. It really bugs me when people call New Hampshire the free state because I think it it creates expectations like that there's actually freedom here. But uh, there's some of the worst corruption out there. I mean, there's a lot of corruption. in. The- I
2: don't know about the worst corruption. There's a this lot
6: just- of corruption in America, but we know how bad it is here because we're doing the activism that reveals it. Yep. We're, we're the ones, you know, Derek, myself, and others at demos facing jail tomorrow, uh, as you guys discussed earlier, we're the ones who are really shining the light on the cockroaches and ex- exposing them and the horrible, inhumane things that they're doing to people. <clears throat> on a wholesale, regular uh, basis, uh, we're, we're doing that. If you were to have a movement like the Free State Project where you live, you would see similar levels of corruption. You would see similar levels of ridiculous behavior. You would worse. see, perhaps even worse, the, the, more the, violence. New
2: Hampshire is the freest state in the union. And it's true. And that's why it gets the name the free state, because but it's, it's not, that's freest not by true. its own measure. And that makes it likely by, um, you know, w- when you're operating within the rules, one of the freest places in the world. Because oh, meaning
6: if you just do everything you're told to do? No, I, I mean, suppose
2: I mean um, that there are many inefficient governments out there that may have rules that are uh, draconian, but they can't enforce them, mm-hmm. or at least they don't enforce them even handedly. So, you know, you can probably live more freely in a place that has an inefficient government. But if you go by the rules that they have, they're you know, they're not very free places. And since the United States, I think it was on the. Eighth on the, uh, the, the list of uh, most economically free places in, in the world, and you consider that New Hampshire is much freer than New York State, and you could probably put the, the, you know, New Hampshire somewhere on that list in the top five.
4: Well, freedom-wise, I have to say it's it's been my experience that New Hampshire is almost par for the course or even worse than some other places uh, possibly because of, you know, my interactions with law enforcement here. But the really great thing is the number of people who are liberty-minded who are all getting together in the same place. Maybe that's caused some of the the pushback from law enforcement infringing on some freedoms, but I think uh, for the most part this is just uh by and large the best place for People who have a liberty mindset. There's going to be change
6: that comes out of all this. I mean, change takes a long time, unfortunately. I mean, generally, uh, sometimes it can happen quickly, like, for instance, with the Berlin Wall falling and the breakup of the Soviet Union. So sometimes it was a long time in coming. Right. But (laughs) it took a long time to get to that point. A wall
2: doesn't come down a little bit by a little bit. But the things that happen before the wall comes down, they take a while. They
6: do. And so ultimately, concentrating people in the same place. It's just a strategy that works. That worked for the Mormons. It worked for the hippie, you know, Mormons in Utah, the hippies in Vermont, and it's it's working for the liberty people that are moving to New Hampshire. I know that uh, Daily Paul. I think the uh, the, the Ron Paul. blog, Blog. one of the Ron Paul following blogs out there. Yeah, probably the biggest one. Uh, They mentioned there was, I guess, an article about the Free State Project there recently. Reason Magazine just did a great piece on uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Mm -hmm. And of course, the more more people we get here, the more active they'll be, the more community connections they're going to make. Uh, I had one of the state reps approach me. She didn't know who I was from Adam. uh, And she uh, asked me, you know, after I had talked about military recruiting and how it would be valuable to have the veterans uh, giving the young people the real scoop about what it's like in the the military. Uh, she came up and, uh, you know, expressed appreciation for that and then asked me uh, wh- who I was. And I told her and then she recognized my name and because uh, I'm running for uh, state rep, and but no not longer against like her. You. <laughs> she was very nice.
2: And so um, you were you were at this event and the school board meeting. Yeah. And I'm very interested in this uh, situation with the, um, you know, New Hampshire has a a singular, another, speaking of Reason Magazine, Reason Magazine wrote about this, uh, the school choice bill that just passed, it was 1517, I think, HB 1517, that just passed over a gubernatorial veto, over the veto it passed, and allowing choice, uh, as far as businesses go, taking their business taxes and and putting them into a fund that students can choose to pick other schools with and adding competition into the marketplace, is that what you understand? So I I knew a
6: little bit about this prior to going to the school board meeting, and so I've learned a little bit more, presuming their understanding of it is accurate, which it may or may not be. Uh, For instance, one of the uh, former activists of the year, Keith Keith and Stuff, or Keith Michael, or whatever he goes by now, uh, Keith was commenting uh, that apparently this is not a voucher program, that that's apparently an unconstitutional thing to have a voucher at all in New Hampshire. So I don't know what word they're using to describe it, It seems like voucher was the best word, but that's the word the bureaucrats are using Mm -hmm. to describe it. And uh, essentially, it was fascinating watching this conversation. Normally, school board meetings are boring as hell, but the school board has never had to deal with this before. And they've never had to deal with the idea that a student can apparently now – and the way they made it sound was like that any student could do this that it wasn't some limited program but the way I've, the way you've described it and the way I understood it was it would be limited by corporations deciding to put their tax dollars that would normally go into a general school fund into a special fund to to fund scholarships essentially for students that wanted to move out of the government schools or take a or go to a different uh, government school well i well, think
4: that uh, what business isn't going to want to do that it's it's just sounds businesses pretty good that don't that they know get to about advertise. it yeah. yeah
6: because the government schools aren't going to advertise this so it's activists mm. that are going to have to promote this to businesses and get them to make this choice to put money into this program so they made it sound like this was like a program that anybody could jump into and that they could, in theory, lose a bunch they, of students. They don't know
2: how many people are going to jump into it. That's one problem. But
6: the thing I didn't understand about it and maybe you know, maybe somebody knows more, they can clarify. Well, I think
2: but that w- one thing we need to be uh, certain is is that even though the law has been written, no one knows what it's going to look like when it's being implemented. Right, and it's probably going to be
6: challenged by two the... Two or
2: three years down the line to see how these things happen.
6: It will likely also be challenged by the, the teachers' unions and, sure. and things like that. Uh, but what was confusing to the me... The teachers'
2: union has the right to everybody's education money.
6: So here's what I didn't understand. If they are going to be some sort of, uh, like a, a program where businesses put money in an alternate program that then funds students going elsewhere that doesn't jive with what they were describing it as the head school bureaucrat was saying that if a student wants to leave the high school or whatever school and go to a private school that x amount of thousands of dollars like three thousand bucks or something like that three thousand bucks would leave the schools government schools budget and be you know, a check
4: would be cut to the private school. So, now, what would be the problem with that? I mean, well, if, the bureaucrats if don't want to lose money. Yeah, okay, but you're losing a whole student. So, presumably, you spent that three grand on the student, right? <laughs> That's what you'd think. So, if the student's gone, then they don't need the money for that.
6: Well, but ultimately, having one more student in a class isn't just like adding someone to a jail cell. Isn't really going to increase costs by three thousand dollars.
4: Right.
2: There's, no, they, they want the money, and having. 24 students or 25 students in a class doesn't really matter. All they have to do is depreciate one more beat-up uh, history book and uh, perhaps depreciate one desk that students might carve their, carve their name into. But essentially, there's no more costs for the school. The light There aren't any more lights turned on. There's not any more teachers paid. There's not any more anything right. if there's one more student in each class. Mm. so But that do you see how that doesn't make sense, though? Um, they, he's saying
6: that the money's going to come out of the school's budget not that it be coming from some other program well, and that was what they were really scared of at this meeting they seemed that like the oh money comes my out of the God. program
2: and goes into the school's budget so yeah i mean that was just money that they would have had an expect- expectation that they would have gotten
6: Okay, I'm I'm confused because if they're uh,
2: getting all the money from the business tax, and I don't know where all yeah. the money from the business tax goes, I don't know. And I didn't read this whole law, and I find laws difficult to understand. And I believe that their implementation isn't always how they're written anyway. So, you know, why why go bother you know spending all your time reading it when you need to find out how it gets implemented anyhow? But if if this money went into this fund and the the school expected to get all that money from that fund at one point, mm-hmm. and now people can go to a different fund, then. Of course they they feel like they're losing something.
6: They made it sound like there was no limit to the amount of students that could uh, could utilize this program.
2: I hope so. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You can give us your comments. Do, do teachers' unions deserve this money? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live.
0: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press...
2: Free talk live 855 453. That's the single toll free call in line. You can give us a call, talk about anything you want to talk about. Take control of the airwaves at 855 450 3733. It's Mark with you, Derek J., and Ian. Yeah, I love it. Ian's sitting over here in the, the dum-dum chair. 855 <laughs> <laughs> It was actually a
6: self-deprecating comment on his part, because normally this is your chair, Mark.
2: Yeah, well, people don't know that. Right. Yeah,
6: I was revealing that for them. Oh, thanks. <laughs> for anyone not watching the cam, they would have already known.
2: Um, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see the dozens of ladies who have uh, decided they want to be part of our Shrine of Female Listeners. It's not a beauty contest of any sort. It's just uh, women showing that they listen to Free Talk Live. And they prove it by holding some kind of sign or in some other way proving that they're their listeners, and you go check it out at shrine.freetalklive.com it's kind of good for us because it shows program directors that in fact you know women do listen to the show shrine.freetalklive.com So let's go straight to the phones. Um, Kelvin in Colorado. you want to talk about pirates?
1: Arr! Uh, 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 well, pirate nerds, I guess. Uh, I was uh, watching. Uh, the Ridley, Ridley Report, uh, his latest uh, video that's up there is uh, titled, New Hampshire Sheriff Candidate Dows Limits on Federal Agents, about uh, Frank Zabo uh, running for sheriff. And about at about 4 minutes and 24 seconds in there, there's a little clip sliced in uh, showing a couple of uh, allegedly federal bureaucrats uh, standing around on a street corner uh Apparently from the FCC, uh, tra- investigating some unlicensed radio station broadcasting LRN FM. Uh, so I was wondering before you, you
2: could- go on, LRN FM is a uh, network that we uh, sort of run here. We we have uh, g- grandfathered or uh, we're, we're husbanding here on Free Talk Live in order to bring other liberty-minded shows to light.
1: Yeah, and I uh, understand that you guys wouldn't. Uh, Personally, be involved with anything like that, but that uh, your signal is available from a satellite, so that anybody with uh, the proper equipment, that is fairly inexpensive, uh, relatively anyway, uh, can pull that down and could conceivably uh, rebroadcast to that to their area if they don't have a station in the area. And it looks like the feds are trying to find someone that's doing that. And I thought if you would could comment on that without endangering. I, I don't Ridley. know that
2: there's any danger at all to Free Talk Live um, regarding this. I mean, you know, nope. we're we're not doing it, so you know, that's uh, that's <laughs> well, not, well, the,
1: not to you, but not to you guys, but to somebody that's obviously a supporter. If this is is going on, yeah. Uh, if, somebody be, Ridley,
2: if somebody were yeah. to be, if somebody were to rebroadcast LRN FM or uh, Free Talk Live on some pirate radio station, I would prefer they not tell me, um, but you know. <laughs> As as the case may be, in this circumstance, it looks like uh, you know it's it's happened before, and it looks like it's happening again. Somebody's uh, broadcasting LRN FM, which they could broadcast any audio stream on the internet. It doesn't have to be Free Talk Live or lrn.fm. It could be anything. It could be the 700 Club or whatever.
6: Okay, so the video that you're talking about Kelvin uh was video that uh, I shot and that happened here in Keene where the FCC was hunting around for a, uh, a community radio station that was operating without an FCC license and uh, that was uh, a couple of years ago now at this point. And for whatever reason, it doesn't come up when you type FCC into Free Keen, but if you go to YouTube and search for FCC Keen, it's the first video that, uh, that comes up for you there, and that should give you some sort of indication, if you watch the full video, what was going on at that time.
1: Because uh, I uh, emailed uh, Mr. Ridley, and he replied that he did you know, asking for more information, and he replied that he didn't really... Uh, know anything about it, so I, I don't know. But uh, Maybe he was just uh,
6: being coy. I don't know.
1: Yes. My understanding was that you could pretty much get away with uh, pirate broadcasting as long as you're not interfering with any you know, licensed stations oper- operate. It depends. Or, uh, it really
2: seems to depend. In some, in some places, uh, there have been, uh, let's call them community radio stations operating on, in an unlicensed manner uh, for years and years, and nobody seems to care. Usually, these are in less populated areas. But if you go to some place like New York City and you want to run, uh, you know, some kind of, you know station that uh, serves some segment of the population without a fcc license you're probably going to find yourself uh you know shut down as pr- quickly as they possibly can austin texas florida has a law against pyra- mm. uh, i think they're the one of two states the,
6: i think they're the only state
2: okay uh, you know you should
4: check it's their like state it's law. a
6: misdemeanor as i understand it in florida to
4: operate an unlicensed uh, radio Whereas station the rest of
2: the united states it's not
4: so, Kelvin, I'm curious, because you mentioned it's pretty inexpensive to set up one of these pirate radio stations, and I think it's wonderfully courageous for individuals to take that sort of risk on themselves yeah. in order to spread the message of liberty or whatever they want to spread. So, w- do you know a ballpark figure? How, how easy is it for someone to get involved doing this? Because, uh, you know, I would hope that there would be copycats that would make the job of the FCC very difficult to say, we don't uh, well, really know where this is coming from. It could be a couple of locations, and then they sort of go on a goose chase or something. But How can individuals I, I believe, get involved?
1: I believe on the, the uh, Free Talk Live website, there's a whole section about... Uh, broadcasting LRN? And not the really.
6: Not really on the Free Talk Live site. There's uh, there's a section of the BBS that's related to ah, broadcasting, okay. uh, which technically is on our site, but it's not the main. Like, so if you're hunting around the uh, Free Talk Live main site, you're not really going to find anything about that. But okay. uh, LRN.FM has a very detailed broadcast page, which will give you specific equipment recommendations uh, for different budgets. So you could be looking, Derek, uh, at as low as a few hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, I'd like to point as out... As much as a thousand, couple thousand.
2: The United United States government advocates uh, pirate broadcasts too. In In other other countries, countries. they want the Voice of America broadcast on a pirate basis in other countries, like in North Korea, for instance. Yeah. So I mean, you know, this is absolutely a patriotic thing to do. Well, when the government does it, apparently, it's it's okay when they do it. uh, It, Well, if if for something to be moral, it must be universal, be able to be universally applied.
4: I I don't see any problem with it.
2: (laughs) <laughs> okay. So, yeah. anyway, has that answered all your questions on Pirate Radio there, Kelvin?
1: Yar. Uh, yes, it does. I just wanted to bring that up because it seemed very mysterious, this little thing cl- spliced into a Ridley report. Now you know. There. Just search YouTube
6: <laughs> for
4: FCC Keen. It is a two-minute video that will reveal all.
6: I like
1: the
4: term community radio. I think it was it you Mark or maybe Kelvin brought that up. Community radio. That. that sounds so much nicer than pirate. I mean the, the yeah, but it radio station doesn't have station a cool factor. It's cool to be a pirate, but I mean, no, it's not because they steal from people and True. they use force okay. to do
2: it. That's not but very it, cool. It's just a, yeah, it's it's terminology.
4: Community, that, it, that's for, nice. For,
2: for some people it can be um, you know, a community unlicensed station. At that point, what what is a radio station doing? It's providing information Two people or entertainment, one of the two. Hopefully it's keeping
6: both. you tuned in through commercial breaks, so you can, uh, so sponsors can get business. Not on public and- radio. Radio, it's not. oh, public radio. Um, okay. And
2: the fact is, sponsors are information also. So mm. you know, it's it's providing entertainment and inf- information to the people within the broadcast area. To call that a pirate seems really kind of like a strange thing to say it's to the me.
4: opposite of a pirate it's something that gives
6: right it gives you know it doesn't I, take i tend to agree with you and i like to lean away from using pirate radio but at the same time pirate radio has different connotations than does pirates i mean there's the movie yep. pirate radio there have been other movies about pirate radio i admit
2: you know the pirate can be a cool term depending on how it's applied pirate yeah. radio certainly. i think words have magic power
4: and when you're explaining what uh, pirate radio station is to somebody, excuse me, community radio station, who doesn't I'm falling know? victim. Who doesn't know what a pirate radio station is? I mean,
6: I suppose
4: people I didn't could be know. Oblivious I thought the that. whole radio thing was magic. I thought they had certain <laughs> frequencies that have been around since 1900 and they've never changed. Well, you know what you I'd know, like,
6: like to comment on uh, something you said earlier, Derek J, is that people that run a community micro micro is another word that they'll they'll use uh, or pirate key. radio stations. These people are really, I think, uh, effective activists because. Whether you believe it or not, some people that are more into the new media thing want to believe folks don't listen to the radio, but it's like 96% or something like that of, yeah. of all Americans will listen encounter to the, radio at some point during the week or something correct. like that. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people listen to radio and a lot of them obviously in their cars, which is a perfect time to reach a new audience. One of the reasons why Free Talk Live is on over 100 radio stations is so po- folks hitting the scan button when they get in their car at the airport, they're renting a car you know, in a town for the first time, are going to hear Free Talk Live. People... Randomly, will come across the show. And if you have a 24-hour-a-day radio station broadcasting liberty-oriented content, imagine the impact that can have on the, the minds in your community. It's, uh, it's great activism.
2: 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the Sea Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C C R A N E.com. Talk live 855 453. That's the SACL toll free call in line 855 450 3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been uh, kind of discussing pirate radio stuff here in the last segment. I One think of my favorite topics. It's very interesting, and I think we should uh, continue with that. But uh, I wouldn't
6: normally bring it up, but Kelvin called in and wanted to know stuff. Yep. And now Derek J wants yeah, to
2: know Yeah, now I'm
4: curious.
6: You know, uh, silver, gold, good ideas uh, to put some Federal Reserve notes into these things. At least that's what I think. That's what I've done. Uh, I like silver more than gold because, well, I can't afford gold. But, uh, you know, it's something that I do to put the money that i've earned into something that will actually hold value because we know the federal government is not afraid to just keep printing money and when they do that that makes your money worth less over time because essentially it uh, transfers the value that you were that you had in those dollars to the people that are connected to the federal government uh, you know corporate buddies and folks like that And I don't want my money to be stolen from me. Uh, I mean, it's bad enough to have to pay taxes and that sort of thing. The inflation, inflation is essentially a hidden tax. And so a good way to protect yourself against it is with precious metals. And you can go to silver.freetalklive.com. To get yourself some, in fact, there are some handpicked gold and silver pieces there that uh, our friends over at Midas Resources have put together. Uh, and by the way, Midas Resources is the company behind the Genesis Communications Network, which is the company behind syndicating Free Talk Live. So, whenever you buy gold and silver from Midas through Silver.Freetalklive.com, that helps Free Talk Live uh, directly and indirectly. So, please go to Silver.Freetalklive.com or gold.freetalklive.com
2: That works too. Yep, both of them work.
4: So um, I wanted. I have some questions about the community radio station yeah, and, and how that all operates. So uh, the FCC came snooping around. This was before my time. That's right. Um, came around, keen, saying what's what's going on with this community station. It had operated for approximately eight months prior to that. So okay. eight months so of how long uninterrupted it operation. That's how long it took for them to come around. Mm-hmm. What is the penalty for having one of these things? Are they even able to identify? Uh, the the person who's doing it. I think the first question is 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 it against the law? Yes, to run- in Florida. Well, if they're in snooping Florida. around, one well, no, would assume.
2: No, 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 no. no. You, one would assume, mm. but it's not. You know what against happens when you assume to run a, a a radio station in that is Florida? It is it, in Florida, it is. Uh, and it may become illegal in other
6: places. But as of right now, I've only heard of Florida. And uh, But otherwise, no, the penalty is just that uh, essentially they will come and threaten you first. They'll try to intimidate you into shutting it off. They'll also threaten the landlord if you're renting a place uh, because they know if they squeeze and intimidate the landlord that that landlord will then do whatever they, they tell them to. And uh, eventually, if you refuse to turn the uh, transmitter off, if they have identified where it's coming from, they can do that with triangulation equipment. Uh, if you refuse to turn the transmitter off, they will then issue a notice of apparent liability to you. And that will tell you that uh, we've determined you're operating this radio station. And this is, again, presuming they can figure out who is operating the radio station. right? Uh, which, of course, a lot of people are just, you know, they don't Sometimes know any they'll,
2: better. S- they'll address it to resident or something like that. I mean, yeah. how do they know who's living at <laughs> 1114? or Chickawa Street.
6: Well, they can ask neighbors, and they will ask landlords, and they will try to investigate the situation to, to best ascertain uh, who own, own, is operating the station. Just because
2: somebody knows who lives in a house doesn't make that person liable for no broadcasts doubt. that must be coming from that house.
6: Ultimately, they want you to shut it off. I mean, that's really what this is all about. They want to protect their buddies in the corporate world, the corporate radio world, and in fact, a lot of times it's the corporate radio stations engineers that will call the FCC and snitch on you. Uh, not in every
4: case, but uh, in some cases. So, if well, they're they are the only min- ones who have an incentive to do that. The, uh, the rest of everybody else is just enjoying more content. There are also, you know, people that
6: might be anti-what-your-content Is that would possibly snitch as well? There's also the
2: DXers, uh, people who do who love to play radio games or something, and they'll go and uh, hunt down where you are. Uh, And as a result,
6: you're talking about amateur radio operators. There, not necessarily DXers. DXers are people that listen to distant signals. Amateur radio operators are people who are also licensed by the FCC to do two-way communications, uh, and they are very. A lot of them are very obedient to the FCC, and they get a uh, they get jollies out of hunting down illegal operators and pinpointing their location. Ew. So, but back to the uh, the penalty. So they will frequently issue a notice of apparent liability in the amount of approximately ten thousand uh, dollars for someone operating an illegal radio station, and you know they want you to stop the operation, but they'll also say, well, now you owe us this money. Well, the real question is, what
2: happens if you don't pay it? Right, and and who who when they give this ten thousand dollar fine to you, upon what is it based? I mean, FCC usually, regulation, right? It's FCC regulation, so it's not a, a law really. There's no judge that st- signed and stamped it. They're just hoping you'll be scared enough to pay it, and that's really what it comes down that's to. That's right. They, they have radio stations certainly are scared enough to pay it because they have to because they're licensed by the FCC, and if they choose not to pay whatever the fine that they're given, no then their license will way. be taken away. No way. So this is really a totally a bluff. Well, try They're, to imagine for a second the Department of Education gives you a fine for, say, not sending your kid to public school. Would right. you pay it? I mean, it's insane. Uh, the TSA hands out these fines, too, for people who... Right. Yeah, some people to... go to jail for that.
6: No, not, a, not for not
2: paying TSA fines.
4: No, really? no, no, for, for not paying uh, or for not sending their kid to public school. Isn't no, that what you just
2: said? No, no, I mean, they, some people will go to jail for, you know, truancy issues, but uh, not for not... Not going to public schools specifically. I'm just saying, you know, these these uh, government branches don't really have the ability to fine because ah, well, it's just something they've started doing. So, if hold I on. sent you a fine, what would you do? Okay, <laughs> I would laugh at you. Well,
6: okay. So, if you get this fine from the FCC and you don't pay it, there's actually speculation. Uh, on the and part that's all of, it is. Uh, no, hold on. There's a speculation on the part of the the uh, community radio folks. Like, there's a good group of them out in California. Stephen Dunifer from Free Radio. I think it's Free Radio Berkeley. But uh, these guys have been doing this for years. And they uh, there's a document that was published on their website, which I've linked to. There's the Free Radio Forum over at the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com, where I link to his document. And essentially what he says is that the FCC... If they want to collect on that fine, they have to go to the Department of Justice and have the Department of Justice initiate a prosecution against you to attempt to collect the fine. So in theory, the FCC could initiate that. However, no one that I know of is aware of the FCC ever doing that. In fact, there was a news story recently about a pirate operator who had been issued a notice. And then a year later, the FCC issued the person another notice because he hadn't made any payments to them. In right. fact, he hadn't communicated with them at all. They issued a second notice to him affirming their notice. <laughs> so, the second notice said, "Well, we affirm that you owe us this $10,000." That sounds important, doesn't it? We're, we're affirming this. They didn't say we're going to they said we may we may, you know, send this to prosecution. And so, it's not like we're going to or we have to or we absolutely will. It's like, "Oh,
4: we affirm you owe us this and we might do something about it." Yeah, so that's the worst of it—that they're just like, "Hey, th- hey, that wasn't a mistake. We're we're gonna affirm this. It was true." The
6: reason why uh, – the speculation is the reason why is they don't want the Department of Justice to bring it to, to, to bring you to court to collect because once you're in court, you could use the First Amendment. And no one has ever gotten into this position because everyone either pays or they ignore the FCC and the FCC can't do anything because they don't want to be challenged on the First Amendment. So ultimately, it would be fascinating to see what happened if an activist actually played non-cooperation all the way to the end with the FCC and uh, – How that played out. How interesting.
2: Well, I'd prefer them just not know my name. But
6: but very few people do because they're afraid of what might happen. Because there could be a raid involved where they take your equipment. And that's kind of a scary thing. And most people are afraid to do activism that involves risk.
2: 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live.
5: It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing.
6: That sounds horrible. I don't know what going that out. terrible noise it's is. Some kind
2: of weird microphone noise.
6: Can you press mute know. on the ISDN line real Almost quick? It sounds like we're at a party.
5: I just didn't...
2: That didn't make it go away for me. No. So, that so something, something is... 855-450-3733. I don't have any idea who can hear what going on there. What was that, Ian? Exactly. Uh, well, that was an open uh, pot
6: on your board there, Mark, and whenever there's noise, you should press mute buttons to see what, where it's coming from. In that case, it was coming from someone who connected to our uh, transmission service
2: that operates the LRN.fm network, so
1: gotcha. one of the shows the connected show early. Up. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Okay. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I don't know. You I don't blame to... Dale from I, FlamingFreedom.com. dot com. I don't run this show on a regular basis. It's really my fault. I'm sitting in the control. It is center. your fault. Yeah. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. You did want me to sit here when you came in after uh, you know, right. your little adventure at the school board. No,
4: so. I I totally do blame uh, Dale of, of FlamingFreedom.com dot because listening to that and I am gonna go back and, and listen to that again. I that sounded like a party. Yeah, I don't it did. know. I don't know about anyone else, but. Big gay dance party leader. Easy. Yeah, I would think that'd be him. Anyway. Anyway. So have we
2: have we finished the uh, conversation about the the pirate radio? Are you guys uh, satisfied? My, satisfied yeah, satiated.
4: My, <laughs> I'm satiated. My my questions have been answered. It was mostly you know what sort of risk is it and very low and how expensive is it? It's
6: it's lower risk than people I think believe that it is. Sure. Um, because the federal government's scary. The FCC is scary. They know that if you look into pirate radio, you will, of course, find out about FCC raids. I mean, those are very real. I remember when I was growing up in the 90s, uh, the Tampa had the Party Pirate, as it was called. What? And, yeah, it was a a 24-hour-a-day music radio station that was staffed at all times by volunteers. The Party Pirate was run by a man named Craven Moorhead. And, uh, not his real name. Really? And go figure. And Craven uh, was raided at six a.m. by a a team of multi-jurisdictional task force. The FBI was involved. Uh, the local police were involved. There were, you know, of course, FCC agents as well. And they came in. They took all of his electronic equipment. Apparently, they stole a picture of Jesus off of one of his walls. I don't know why they took that but it was you know maybe one of those intimidation maybe to freak tactics. him out yeah yep and it was you know it was a pretty scary Jesus thing Jesus
4: can't help you now
6: You know it was interesting about the Party Pirate story and this was somewhere in the late 90s when this happened I think the party pirate was actually well known in the community. I mean, this was no secret location. Again, there's staff coming in at all hours of the day and night. You've got all kinds of people that know where the location is. Uh, it was established. It had been on the air for a, for a long while. In fact, the operator, uh, Mr. Moorhead, was allowing... Other radio services to broadcast from his tower that he had up at his house where this was going on. So like there was a local cab company that had a cab repeat like a repeater there. And even the local police department was operating a repeater off of this guy's tower. So he was actually providing a service to the local police is the tower having a tower isn't a problem, right? No, the, okay. the repeater of the police department was completely legal. All that stuff was was legal. But my point was that he was working with the local police department at the same time as operating this uh, station. So the police even knew about his uh, his radio station. This was in the days before Florida made uh, pirate radio operation illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the police were OK with like the local cops were OK with him running this because he was helping them out by running a repeater for their operation there. But
4: it was the federal people who had the big problem with it.
6: Right. It was the FCC that came in there. And apparently the local police, you know, they had to come along like, you know, they begrudgingly went on this uh, this raid of uh, the pir- the party pirate. And so, you know, when you look up pirate radio, you'll hear about these experiences. And most people don't want to. You know they don't want that to happen to their home. Who wants
2: to get raided? Right, then they come in and take the equipment. Now, in the back of the day, the equipment used to be very, very expensive.
6: But but the point I want to make is that, and yes, equipment was more expensive previously, but not that much more. Uh, But the point I want to make on that is that Moore had ignored the notices from the FCC or whatever he did. He didn't stop operating. There's almost, I think there's a very, very small chance that they could raid right out the gate, but I've never actually heard of that happening besides one guy posting about it on the free radio forum at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's one guy there who claims that he was raided right out the gate without any kind of notice or anything like that.
4: No way! It doesn't make it sense. Doesn't, it cost-benefit analysis. I mean, they're they're going to send a letter because people respond to that. And right. how expensive is it? A stamp. They're going to send
6: a letter, or they're going to do a knock and talk, and they're going to try to intimidate you with their usual tactics.
4: Right. They're not going to fly a bunch of people out, or you know, send send out a fleet to come deal with that situation. Yeah. Right in this out case, it was
6: two agents. If you go to uh, again YouTube, uh, type in FCC Keen. Uh, it was two agents that had come out, and the FCC only has so many offices. So this is another factor. Uh, there. Manpower is very limited. You know, people might imagine the FCC has listening stations all around the country, and they're just listening for violations. But no, no, they're bureaucrats, so they act like bureaucrats, and they only respond to complaints. And then they respond when they get around to it. So, in our case here in Keene, it took them eight months to. You got a uh, cough button, thanks. No, I'm new nice. to this cop button thing. Uh, I don't normally sit here, but uh, these. Bureaucrats took eight months to come out, and what they did when they came out was they were essentially canvassing the neighborhood, trying to talk to to neighbors about who was possibly operating the uh, the pirate radio operation. Do you know what kind of questions they were asking? I don't. I I did not uh, get those details. Uh, I don't know the the neighbors in this in this case, but I live very nearby, so the operator called me and uh, i came out and sam came out with uh, his camera and we kind of double teamed the agents and and videotaped them from two different directions they tried to turn away from the cameras but you know we just went around the other side so we got their faces on camera they didn't like that very much and they were trying to be very intimidating like you know tough cops kind of uh, attitude
2: fcc cops yeah <laughs>
6: And, uh, you know, the, the transmitter got shut off after that. And we never heard from them again. So, you know, they didn't do a raid in the, in the case of the Keene station. It was, in fact, they never even got to the letter. It was just them crawling about, made the operator nervous. He shut the station down. And that's mm-hmm. what they want uh, to happen. They just want you to turn the station off, so you turn the station off, let the FCC go away, move the transmitter location, flip it back on.
4: yeah, it ju- it does seem sort of as, as simple as that. I do wonder why it's as simple more as that, but it's getting
6: it. the people to be willing to to operate a transmitter at their location that is the tricky part, so it's a simple thing it's to put a station that goes together. on
2: at your house right. which uh, well, you, you know, could in theory
6: set it up a trans- have to right, you could in theory set up a transmitter in some remote location, All If you, you really- had
2: a remote location.
6: Right. All you have to have is power in order to operate one of these uh, radio stations.
4: Well, okay. So you have to have a lot of it. It's not something you can have a battery, right? I don't know. I don't know enough about batteries
6: and how much wattage they can provide. But, I mean, you're only talking about transmitters that run, you know, 25, 50 watts. So, it's basically, you know, if you can power a light bulb, you can power
4: a radio station. Wow. So, this is something that really (laughs) could be put in the woods. In theory, yes.
2: Wow. If the woods had power well the that power we're talking the about a battery yeah but the, and then
4: you've
6: got to do right. maintenance you got to come yeah, out and recharge is, the battery or replace it and okay anyway there are options for that people that is very and interesting if you are interested in this topic uh, there's information at lrn.fm just click the broadcast button at the top
2: Well, you know, and if you are looking for uh, great radio reception, you can go to com and get the uh, the radio that I've got, the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception in the world, bar none, thanks to its twin coil ferrite AM antenna. It gets stellar FM reception, plus ham and uh, weather also. Um, It's the nicest radio I've I've ever had, and you can get one um, at com. This is a legendary piece of equipment. Um, you know, I've been hearing about it for, for many years, and I'm glad to finally get one. Seacrane.com, or you can call them at 800-522-8863. It's 800-522-8863. When you mention Free Talk Live, when you check out, whether it's on the website or through the telephone, you'll get a free flashlight, one of those little uh, little LED v- deals, and everybody can use a free flashlight. 800-522-8863, Seacrane.com. Coupon code, well, I guess it's just, just mentioned Free Talk Live. And you can give us a call at, uh, here on this final segment at 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live, 800, 800, excuse me, 855-450-FREE. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California, is putting on the Challenge of Liberty Seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's one ninety five for the class and three hundred for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. talk live 855-453 if you give us a call now we might be able to slip you in here in the final segment of the show 855-450-3733 it's Mark with you Derek J and Ian and uh, as i said 855-450-3733 Derek we were talking about um, Obama was uh, making us a little more free with his most recent executive order and apparently he took over I guess, claim that the federal government essentially owns all the infrastructure in all the world that uh, runs the internet. Does that sound right?
4: Yeah. Commercial okay. government and privately owned. Okay. So that's where we start off from. He he sends this order saying, okay, I own everything. And if, if I ever want to take over all of them in one sweep, I can do that. And so in part of the order, Obama is like, all right, so... At some point, I'm going to have to task certain people with doing the job that's going to make this uh, possible. And so he tasked the Department of Homeland Security with drafting a plan during the next 60 days to explain how the DHS will command the government's emergency telecommunication service. I think that's the thing where it goes like, burn, burn, and then has the horrible color bars is That's that right emergency
2: <laughs> broadcast system all right well i'm wrong so as
4: as well as other telecom it is, conduits it
2: really does you know if you are one of those people that sleeps with the radio on and i used to do this when i was younger that thing will rake you right up <laughs> it better if it doesn't there's something wrong but and it's always a test
4: sure right yeah well
2: good, thing, don't they have good to do thing a monthly you woke test. Up.
6: Well, they- I don't know how often the tests are, but they do happen. And this was this was kind of what you're describing, Derek J., this uh, emergency broadcast system, was the camel's nose under the tent for, for this larger, we're just taking total control uh, news here. Because, well, they already have the ability to break in on every radio station and every TV station and essentially issue some sort of emergency message. In fact, it was only a few months ago that they were testing that system. So it used to be that it was only a regional thing, like yeah. if there was like a storm warning or something like that. And then they made a national version that they tested nationally uh, several months ago. There were some failures in that national test, of course. It's government. Uh, but I don't know where they're at with making it work 100%. But they're on the way, and now they're saying they can take it all over. Basically, this is
2: version the, 3.0, it seems. The yeah. federal government can break in on any radio or television broadcast and put whatever they want on it.
6: That's correct. Well, or as unless, long as they want it. unless it's pirate radio or uh, micro
4: radio, because they can't break in on your station if you're running it. Community radio for the win. That's right. So
2: it, it says, uh, just to finish up this article. And a lot of small article. broadcasters, by the way, I'm sorry for interrupting, <laughs> Derek. A lot of small broadcasters, their e, um, EBS system isn't up to par <laughs> anyway.
4: Then they'll get a fine from the FCC.
2: If they get caught. Okay. In order to be
4: able to spread the White House's message across the country, President Obama also asks for the purchasing of equipment and services that will enable such. So it sounds like, you know, the V for Vendetta, the way he like, broke yes. in on all the TV screens? It really seems like that's what he's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, except is be the like, evil version of, the, <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, some some mad scientist, uh, you know, I've taken over all of your televisions and your radios, and now... I don't know, I assume... I want to think that... The people who are setting up all this stuff have good intentions and are are saying...
2: What could possibly be the good intention of the government breaking into every television and radio station?
6: And your internet connection. I mean, in theory, if this... I don't know how they're going to implement this system. They're obviously going to need the assistance of the internet service providers. But in theory, if they want to flip this switch, if they can actually get this thing hooked up correctly, they could just take over all DNS requests and send it all to the same website. I, We're sorry, but we have to uh, issue this message to you so your regular Internet uh, access will be restored when we feel like it.
4: Well, yeah, uh, of course, all, all sorts of horrible infringements on, on people's uh, freedoms right. and the, their abilities to communicate will happen. But, you know, I, I can imagine that there would be people who say, well, what if there's a biochemical warfare and, you know, people are dropping
2: bombs all over the major cities? And, and these, how uh, would the government communicating with me be um if anyway beneficial and what is what what's the evidence that the government's gonna have the right information okay
5: I mean that's really I mean, what it comes down yes, to.
2: Yes, that's what I would tell those people. I, mean, I guess and to tell the people that were put in the Superdome in uh, down in Louisiana during Hurricane Katrina when the government didn't give them any food or water for like three days, the, the you know the, there was no plumbing, they were crapping on the uh, in, out out on the, uh, the the stadium, and people but, were the women, women were getting raped. I mean it was so a if horrifying. Symbols. So if we had this system.
6: system at that time, maybe the radio stations would be broadcasting. Please report to the superdome you'll be taken care
2: of right well and, and you know and this is what it comes <laughs> down to what bureaucrats going to take responsibility for whatever bad information's out there well that's the, the government was telling uh, trailers full of water coming from walmart to turn around we don't need you while people were i mean suffering at the superdome while the cops were opening up and shooting people on the bridges during an emergency the last people i want to talk to are the government
4: Well, this is what really gives me a lot of hope uh, with community radio, because as you said, the government people wouldn't be able to chop in on people who are just setting up their own community station. So, you know, that could really give some people... Uh, A prayer would become vital in that case. I mean, if the government actually
6: uh, does this or when they do this and every station is broadcasting the same stuff, people are going to be hitting their seek button on their radio. And if you've got something different on the air, you're going to be the one getting the listeners. That's true. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I don't know if they'll come back later, and uh, you know it's hard to keep pirate radio stations going. But you know, it, it, as the case may be. So, um, is that the it, it, th- that all the information? That is that
4: is the finality of the article. I I just am the scary stuff. man. Yeah, I, I, I kind of hardly thought...
2: imagine the government taking over the internet. But uh, this was done in an executive order. It was done without a vote from Congress, as though that would make it any better. Um, it was you know, this is this is all over the world. It's not just the United States. Oh, Wait wait, wait all over the world. Sure, it's yeah, it's, it's the sure. whole world the the united states government believes itself to rule the planet these people how can that be possible let me let me read from the order itself
4: state local territorial and tribal governments private sector entities and the public allies and other nations Meaning? Everyone. I allies don't, no. and other nations. I'm sorry. <laughs> just because he writes it in an executive order, that I'm means the balk
6: at that will, one. Uh, I, the government will attempt no. to
2: implement it. And once the, the United States government attempts to implement it, I mean, how much of the internet backbone does the United States government have? Yeah, well, and then you consider Actually, all the internet native-
6: is much faster in a lot of nations around the world. Look, the people in the, on the internet aren't going to want to be effed with on this Agreed. one. And I think that just be, look, I think they can do it to TV and radio because those guys are corporate lapdogs. They're going to do whatever they're told. Their licenses are on the line. That much they can do. We know that much. But taking control of the entire internet, yeah, they would need all the internet service providers to jump on board with this. That's a pretty big project. Aren't this there
4: is, fewer and fewer of those every year, though? As they get there's like, consolidation yeah.
6: in, in that industry. But uh, but still, even if they could do it in the U.S., I really don't think they could pull that off worldwide. I don't think so. Well, well,
2: it's regardless of whether or not they. Uh, you know, can pull it off. Uh, they, they can Our geeks off. would they know, claim, though. They can claim that they'll pull it off.
6: I would like to invite the geeks to uh, to call in the uh, tech whizzes that listen to this program that absolutely know why they can't do this. Like, there's there's a reason why this is not going to be possible on a worldwide basis. Well, and or not, maybe there is no reason, and I'm completely wrong.
4: <laughs> no, I think you're right. And even though I don't know the geek uh, reason why, I've from experience learned that whenever a government tries to implement something, they're all they're doing is waving something magic wand and saying magic words over you know the empty air you know yeah make it so that we get to see everything that people write and we have it all on record Mm. you know (laughs) and i'm I'm waving my hand here so no that's not going to happen i mean he he just pretty much dumped this job off on guys from the department of homeland security saying uh you,
2: you figure out how to make this happen guys so i, I don 't think they have a prayer. right. I, I want to be able to take over the Internet when things happen, but um, you know somebody else needs to implement this. I mean, really, this is it just goes to show the kind of management that 's going on over there. Really? I mean, you think that's going to happen? Somebody's just going to be able to take over the Internet for you? I don't think it can happen, but that's what it says. Yeah, I trust that uh, the
6: Internet tech whiz guys are going to keep us safe. Uh, They have thus far. They have rebuffed the government's uh, attempts at controlling people and controlling servers and such. And, yeah, there's some obedient corporate dogs out there that will do whatever they're told when the government tells them to jump. But I think that the the people on the Internet want to be free. It's hard to take... it's hard to take freedom away from folks in one fell swoop like that, and you know SOPA didn't pan out, and this I don't think is going to pan out well, either.
4: Well, especially with the anonymity of the internet, uh, you know, with groups like Anonymous, you know, right. who, who have right. what, Where, taken down the, the CIA big website.
2: Of, where's the big lineup of them going to jail? I mean, they've they gotten a few of them, but they haven't gotten most of them. The no Anonymous way. movement told the the, the the most powerful people in the world to go take a long walk off a short pier.
4: They haven't even gotten a percentage of a percentage of Anonymous. No, I mean in <laughs> no. the it's ones they ridiculous. did ridiculous. The ones they did get it was in the same old fashion of getting a snitch to just uh, right. let them yep. know about the rest. So they've been warned, that's how these people are going to operate.
2: They want to go after Assange because Assange is Camera Hound and you know, he has really no business having run uh, anything like WikiLeaks that should be run by people who are not Camera Hounds, but Well, I mean, they always target the leader.
6: Yeah. Or hey. would they perceive, perceive of as the leader?
2: Well, in the meantime, freetalklive.com. You can check it out there. Go post stories that are of interest to you. freetalklive.com. And live for your dance time. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help free talk live get into more ears podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for free talk live please share one episode a week on facebook